Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports show. The biggest goal of our team, especially in the first half, we at Bama, we're trying to be the best. Always is to win a national championship. Something cool to look back on. We don't want to waste the failure. You're inside the game. The game. John Mechie on the ground. Appreciate your interest in the game. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. And now, now, here's your award-winning host, Ryan, Ryan Fowler. Three hundred and twenty-three wins, eighty-five losses, seventeen ties at Alabama. He was two thirty-two, forty-six and nine. He won six national titles, fourteen SEC titles, twenty-nine bowl appearances. He was three-time national coach of the year, seventy-two and two at Bryant Diddy Stadium. And uh, against the Auburn Tigers, he was nineteen. And six against the Auburn Tigers. That was Coach Paul Bear Bryant. This day, uh, it, as long as I can remember, I've been doing radio in Tuscaloosa since 2000. Mike DeBose uh, was the head coach for a brief amount of time. Then he was fired uh, here. And then Coach Fran came in. And then Mike Price came in. And then Mike Shula came in. And then here comes Nick Saban uh, to be able to change uh, what... And there's certain days that you remember. September the 11th, uh, there's a couple of different reasons there. Certainly uh, the natural... Uh, part of our nation was attacked that day, September the 11th. That was also Coach Bryant's birthday. And when you think about uh, this day is the day of his passing. I think of most of us uh, that – and I was five years old. I was born in 78, so I don't remember uh, Coach Paul Bear Bryant. But I know the stories that my dad would tell me, and I know what he meant to the state. I know, you know, you listen to Coach Saban talk about uh, Coach Paul Bear Bryant, it's easier, right? Caitlin DeBoer will be easier because of the tradition, the foundation of Coach Paul Bear Bryant, and even easier because of what the foundation that Nick Saban laid up on top of that. Today we're going to honor him, and we're going to play some audio clips, and we're going to uh, ask you because, you know, we preserve history. We try to do this often, whether it's featuring uh, Dwight Stevenson or John Hanna or Leroy Jordan or, you know, the uh, rare occasion that we get a chance to visit with uh, Joe Namath. Uh, we talk about Coach Paul Bear Bryant. We asked that, uh, you know, that you would help us share some of those stories as we try to preserve some history. And for you out there that listen to our program, call in and, and share maybe where you were at or just a memory to honor Coach Paul Bear Bryant's legacy. We're going to feature two guests here in this 2 o'clock hour. We've got Bo Bounds coming up in about 40 minutes. We'll have a chance to feature him, ESPN 105.9 in Jackson, Mississippi. Kirk McNair is a guy that can help us uh, understand because Kirk worked for Coach Paul Bear Bryant. And he's going to join us coming up here in about 10 minutes. We're going to have a chance to feature Kirk and uh, does an amazing job of covering the University of Alabama. Still a guy that uh, covers the University of Alabama. I see him often at the press boxes uh, and, and have a chance to you know, break bread with him there prior to mill and, and always fun a bit of pick his brain because there's most of us uh, can't remember uh, those uh, in in moments and uh, Kirk McNair has showed uh, shared so many great stories. He's an author. He's a guy that you know cover, covers the University of Alabama. So we'll ask him about Kalen DeBoer. We'll ask him about Coach Paul Bear Bryant, and we'll also do with, with some audio that we'll try to supplement the show. It is a free for all Friday, sponsored by Brian Hart and Construction, ASME certification, I beam installation, fabrication. If you're building from the ground up. Let's build something together. It's Brian Harden Construction. Every Friday made possible. Let me let me kind of run through these rules because I think they're uh, they're very important for today. We don't have any. We don't have any. 
I mean, you, we let our hair back a little bit. We kick our feet up on the desk, and we sit here in the next four hours, and we're going to have a little fun. We're going to uh, interact with you, and uh, I know the phone lines will is already beginning to get a little bit hot there, and we're going to work some of those into the conversation. Uh, Kalen DeBoer continues his recruiting cycle, and uh, also I want to dive into to this because when you look at Kalen DeBoer, we, we got him, right? We got him. But if you think about Jim Harbaugh for a couple of minutes, prolonging because it didn't take a you know a world-class predictor to say that Jim Harbaugh was going back to the National Football League. Jim Harbaugh decided to go back, but he probably decided to go back. Uh, and I know you got to go through the interview process, the NFL season. You have to wait. And there's formalities that you have to go through in the NFL uh, because you, you also have to go through many different interview process. Now you're seeing Michigan have to post this for a, a couple of days. But we're also learning that Michigan had a dream list. And you know who was on that dream list? Kalen DeBoer. That was revealed by Dan Patrick earlier today on his show. So when you think about uh, that, and uh, we're going to dive into a couple different things. So Tuscaloosa Toyota powers the program, 3325 Scotland Boulevard, and online at com. We're going to feature Kirk McNair coming up in just a couple of minutes, but I do invite you to be a part of our show. We've put up a couple of posts. I know that we've written about it on Tide109.com. And, Noah, we got a lot of reaction. Uh, last night. I appreciate Wyatt Fulton for putting together a great article on Tide 100.9 about our interview with Ryan Williams. If you missed that, it's still available. It is Tide109.com. Tide109.com. You can find it right there. And uh, Ryan Williams uh, sharing a lot of great things with us, talking about how the University of Alabama treated his family, how uh, the University of Alabama went through and, and kind of catered to his official visit and really said that uh, nobody else did some of the things that Alabama did. So we call that attention in detail, and it's the way that, you know, Coach Saban has won, and it'll be the way that Kalen DeBoer uh, continues to win and continues to take this foundation. I'm always reminded quickly, when I think about Kalen DeBoer and I think about Les Miles, and I understand that college football is different, it's changed. It's changed right here in front of our eyes, maybe for the good, maybe for the better. Who knows? But when you think about Les Miles taking over for Nick Saban, a few years ago at LSU, and he was able to continue that success. I don't think Les Miles is even the caliber of coach of Kalen DeBoer. So I think when you ask me my doubts, I don't have very many. He's, he continues to prove that he can do things, recruit coaches, recruit players, and we'll see what's uh, next for the University of Alabama. Kirk McNair coming up in just a couple of minutes. We're going to dive into a lot of things with him. Bo Bounds coming up as well. Right here on the game, T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Venture capitalists who were early investors in 20 different companies now worth over a billion dollars are setting up shop in Tuscaloosa where they hope to lure or discover their next unicorn. Plus, police have arrested the man they believe is responsible for a shooting at a Tuscaloosa apartment complex that left another man in critical condition. And the Northport City Council is working to draw a new Dunkin' Coffee Shop to their side of McFarland Boulevard. Don't forget there's a severe weather threat this Saturday. With our information guide, you'll find everything you need at TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. 
DreamlandBBQ.com. Dreamland Barbecue. Since 1958, Coach Brown arrived at the University of Alabama. So did Dreamland with Big Daddy's Barbecue Hickory Smoke Ribs. If you're talking about catering for that big tailgate or maybe it's just that family gathering or that small office party, you can do it at either location. You can also order online, carry out, curbside pickup, delivery are now available. It is DreamlandBBQ.com. We do our score prediction every Tuesday and Wednesday made possible by Dreamland. That wonderful hickory smoke barbecue ribs. How about the Big Daddy barbecue sandwich? Those wings are underrated. They're one of the best in town. You'll find them there. How about those barbecue baked potatoes? Absolutely. Either location in our immediate area, Tuscaloosa and the original location there off Jug Factory Road, downtown Northport, Dreamland. Ain't nothing like them nowhere. The pharmacy at Midtown, T.J. Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists, and if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205-752-0627. Sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs, the retail side. If you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama, and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, PharmacyMidtown.com. PharmacyMidtown.com, conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown a huge part of our show. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA Grant Number 18, VA, VS 050, the ABA, and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with a few periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 67. Tonight's low, 59. Tomorrow, cloudy rain and thunderstorms likely. Some storms could be strong, maybe severe. The high in the upper 60s at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. It's the longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler on Tide 100.9. Great audio, courtesy of the Bryant Museum. They've helped me out with some of it, uh, but we're going to play some Coach Brown audio clips, and uh, we honor this legend. When you think about uh, January the 26th of 1983, we always spend a couple times a year. September the 11th, we always honor his birthday, and then uh, on January the 26th, 1983, we lost a legend here in Tuscaloosa. We're going to talk with someone who still covers the University of Alabama. Kirk McNair also worked for Coach Paul Bear Bryant and uh, several different capacities. We're going to talk about that. He still covers the University of Alabama today. Uh, Kirk McNair is Bama 247. He's also an author of several different books. Uh, Kirk McNair, I hope you're having an amazing afternoon. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Well, thank you, Ryan. I am having a good day so far. If I've just finished my work, <laughs> well, that's a good thing on a Friday afternoon. That's a good thing, and and you will have to take a boat back to your home because we've we've got a little dry weather in Tuscaloosa, which we're very appreciative of. 
Yeah, we need it too, don't we? Need to dry out a little bit. Just a little bit, just a little bit. You live on water. I live on water. I'm always getting nervous a little bit when we get this much water. So it's like, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me tie everything down. So, uh, Kirk, I want to go back and, and just ask you a very generic question. When you woke up this morning and you see January the 26th, uh, when you think about this day and what it means to Alabama history, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Well, the first thing I'd say is, uh, obviously I remember Coach Bryant and, uh, and I think, you know, this isn't a day of celebration. This is the day of acknowledgement or, uh, uh, remembrance and a lot of things. And, uh, you know, it was a great time that I spent not only covering him, which was part of it, but working for him for most of the last half of his, uh, career here. And it was a, uh, uh, when I wake up in the morning, I, I still wake up about five o'clock every morning. I don't ever even think about setting an alarm clock. And I, that goes back when I worked for him. I just could not wait to wake up and get to work. Uh, and I, that says a lot about a guy, uh, when you want to work for somebody that, that much. And it's because he worked so hard too, you know, it, I didn't ever want him to go to my office or call my office and me not be there. So I was there pretty early. <laughs> Well, and, and you think about Coach Paul Bear Bryant, uh, you, you think about what he was able to accomplish. I mean, here we are 41 years later, and the impact is still there. I mean, that that's, you know, and Coach Saban always tried to pay respect to Coach Paul Bear Bryant and, and what he meant to the program. He did, and I appreciated that Coach Saban did that because he didn't have to. He His legacy, of course, stands on, on its own, uh, but he more than – more than occasionally referenced that uh, what he was doing was in great part to what Coach Bryant had built here. And Coach Bryant would say, even though he came in at the worst possible time, but he had played for Frank Thomas and knew the knew the history of Alabama. And uh, one reason he wanted to be back here and, and get things uh, back on the right road, which obviously he did uh, – all things considered, he he had none of the advantages that, uh, say, Nick Saban or uh, now uh, DeBoer have in that, you know, great facilities, you know, plenty of money in the bank. Uh, so uh, there are a lot of things that were different about it when Coach Bryant came, where the not only was the football team had won four games in three years, but it uh, was a uh, a bankrupt athletics department so he was the athletics director so he had to wear he had to wear several hats at least two and and really more than that because he was a great ambassador for the university as a whole and uh and well i just couldn't begin to enumerate all the great things about him kirk i know you've written several books uh and and many of them include you know, stories about Coach Paul Bear Bryant, your your relationship with him. Have you ever just thought about, I mean, doing a maybe in-depth? Because, Kirk, uh, you're one of the very few people that can connect us across generational uh, coaches. Uh, you covered the entire part of the Saban dynasty. As you said, you were here with Coach Paul Bear Bryant. And most people are not able to do that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I've written some books, and uh, it's Pretty hard work. Sure, it is. A little long in the tooth for that. I'm not okay, sure I'm okay. ready to take on that that uh, challenge. I enjoy thinking about him, and I do write a lot about him from time to time. Some people might think too much, but uh, um, 
he he had life lessons, all sorts of life lessons, really, and uh, and great football coach uh, in every respect. Uh, I've always said I'd love to have seen a football team that Nick Saban recruited the players and Paul Bryant coached them. That <laughs> that would have been a behemoth. <laughs> and that's not to say that Nick Saban wasn't a good coach or that Coach Bryant wasn't a good recruiter. They were they they were complete coaches, both of them. But Coach Bryant's uh, uh, strength was his coaching, and I think Nick Saban, you know, won a lot of games because he got the best players, which is a great part of it. And uh, there's not not just one way to be great. There's different ways, but they were both great uh, in their ways, but overall too. Kirk, how did you find out that Coach Paul Bear Bryant had passed away? Well, I was in my office uh, talking to one of my sources on recruiting. Uh, we were covering recruiting before anybody wanted to, much, uh, much less doing it. So uh, I was talking to one of my sources, and Al Browning, who had been the sports editor of the Tuscaloosa News, had left there and come to work for me. But he also did a lot of work for Coach Bryant. Uh, uh and he had uh, just made a call to Linda Knowles to to check on how things were. And, and Linda said, uh, Al, we just lost him. It oh, had wow. just happened. And Al came into my office and said, I've got to talk to you. So I you know, immediately got off my call. And he told me. And, of course, I was thunderstruck, just like everyone else who had heard it. And at that point, hardly anybody had heard it. And... uh so it was a, you know, a trying time and, and continues to be a trying time for me when I think about him and Mrs. Bryant. Uh, they were they were both very, very good to our family. Yeah, you, you think about, uh, you know, we're talking right now with Kirk McNair. We're talking about Coach Paul Bear Bryant. And uh, today, you know, I was born in 78, so I was, you know, maybe five years old. I don't remember any of Coach Bryant, but my dad and my grandfather would connect me and they would tell stories. And that's what we're going to ask do, people to do. What's your favorite Coach Bryant story, Kurt? You know, every time I'm asked that, I probably come up with a different one. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Hey, and, and you can share more than one. We're okay. We're on until six. So no, I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you one that that's so personal because okay. it was just the, it was just the two of us, and we had a lot of those, just the two of us. Because uh, I was with, I, you know, that was my job. I had to see him pretty much every day during football season and spring training and then lots of other times too because he was athletic director. I tell people back then it was a pretty tight ship. The money wasn't thrown around very much, including salaries. And uh, But I wanted to buy a tape recorder. And it, you know, back then, I don't know how much, about, about 70 or $80. And I thought that'd be very helpful. And uh, so in order to do that, though, I had to go get permission from Coach Bryant to to spend that much money, athletics department money for a tape recorder, and I explained it to him and so forth. And so but anyway, the story I was gonna tell tell you was that uh one spring, and I know it was the spring of nineteen seventy three, uh we had had a bad practice and we were having a scrimmage Saturday. Well back then uh, scrimmages, the door was pretty much open. We'd have all sorts of people just walk in off the street and watch, watch scrimmages uh, during the spring. But Coach Bryant on Thursday told us all. He said, the scrimmage is closed to everybody. 
And, uh, of course, that meant for a lot of quick phone calls because, like, I had to call all the reporters. There weren't that many reporters back then that covered Alabama football. Uh, no TV, no radio. Uh, it was just newspaper reporters. Uh, and not that many of them. Huntsville, Birmingham, Anniston, Gadsden, uh, you know, Montgomery sometimes. Uh, but anyway, I had to call them all and say, hey, guys, uh, practice is closed, everyone. When it's over, I'll send you all out, or I'll get word out to all of you, which there wasn't any internet or any email or anything like that. It's going to be phone calls, dictation, which I wasn't looking forward to doing, but I did, of course. But anyway, uh, nobody's there. So Coach Bryant, uh, when we practiced at the stadium or scrimmage at the stadium, I would always just meet him in the, in the uh, end zone after, afterwards and get notes and if there been any reporters there they'd have been with me doing the same thing and he walked over and and everybody's everybody knows what's coming next he he lit up a chesterfield <laughs> and took a few puffs on that while i could see he was thinking he looked at me and said where are the reporters and i said coach you said it was close to everyone i called him and told him they couldn't come and he said well, i didn't mean the writers they're our friends but anyway, after that, he talked for he thought for a minute, and he said, "We couldn't have beaten a Cal College today." Ooh. Well, I mentioned this was in 1973, and as you, any Alabama fan of the era knows, in 1972, he'd been asked a question about Notre Dame in the preseason, and said, "I'd rather beat that Cal College than beat Notre Dame." Well, in that year, Notre. Uh, Auburn blocked two punts and beat Alabama, and they laid much of that to the inspiration they had from uh, Coach Bryant calling Macau College. So after he said that, he thought for a second. He said, change that to Barber College. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So would he use Cal College? I mean, would he use that often, Kirk? No, it's the only other time I ever – I mean, I didn't hear it the first time. Okay. I wasn't there when he did that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that was the only time I ever heard him say that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so he said, change it. All right. Well, did you change it? Oh, of course I did. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Um, wow. Those are awesome stories. We love to be able to hear those. Uh, Kirk, when you think about Kalen DeBoer replacing uh, Nick Saban, you've covered a lot of Alabama transitions. Uh, what do you think this one will be like? Well, it's starting off pretty well. Uh, he gave a, a an excellent presentation, and then I think you were there too. At the, yeah, I sat right behind afterwards, you. At, at afterwards, and uh, uh, I was very, very impressed with him. Of course, I'd done. I've got a great source at Washington who had tipped me off uh, that morning that it was announced about an hour later uh, that it was happening, and. And he filled me in on a lot of other things, which coaches he would probably bring, uh, how he conducted media relations. This was over several phone calls. And uh, so everything I'd heard was good. Of course, I'd watched Washington. And I had a lot of, I have a lot of friends, believe it or not, who are Washington graduates and big Washington football fans. And, uh, and I told them, I said, I've, reached out to a lot of them. I hate that we got your coach and I hate we're taking your players uh, because I've, I'm a Washington fan uh, because of my friendships up there. But uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but not real sorry <laughs> <Sure>. because <laughs> Alabama had to have a coach, and I think they got a good one. I think Grubbs is uh, going to be a tremendous asset on offense. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, if uh, Charlie Huff can, uh, you know, his offensive line won the Joe Moore Award uh, last year, and Alabama didn't, I don't think, was in the running for that. So uh, hopefully uh, bringing that center uh, in from Washington, who was a freshman last year, and he's already, I saw an uh, ESPN preseason All-America team, and he was the first team center. So that's a that's a good start on an offensive line. Of course, there's some good players there, too. So I'm looking forward to spring training. One thing, we're apparently going to get to watch a good bit of that. Uh, by that, I mean media. And uh, so I can't I can't wait to, to see what kind of uh, offense he has, and I'm pretty sure that it'll be a good defense. So uh, even though Alabama's had some tremendous losses, but I think he's done a good job in the portal and otherwise in, uh, in showing that he can recruit in the South. Kirk, what do you think are fair expectations for this first year for Kalen DeBoer? And I know this may be a better question in, in August uh, than it is here on January the 26th, but what do you think are fair expectations for him? You know, I think he's, he, there's no reason he won't be competitive. Uh, you know, there are some games on that schedule that are pretty tough. Uh, the SEC is always tough. And, and I don't know that much about all of them. Uh, but I know that Georgia is going to be good, and Georgia will come to Tuscaloosa. Alabama, even though Georgia's been good, Alabama's always pretty much had good good results against Georgia. Uh, so I'm uh, thinking that you know that Alabama needs to be competitive against everyone they play, and you know if you're competitive, you can win. So uh, I think uh, you know the bar's pretty high. I think it's a you know, a team that should compete for the SEC championship. And, uh, and you know, if you can compete in the SC, for the SEC championship, 12-team playoff, uh, you know, I would I would be very disappointed if Alabama didn't make playoff with 12 teams going in. Kirk, you've been a part of a lot of different stories over the course of time. We're talking to Kirk McNair right now visiting with us, Bama247CBSSports.com. I also have the website, uh, Kirk McNair, visiting with us right here. What would be the proper way, in your opinion, to honor Coach Saban for the university? Well, I don't want this to be controversial, and I don't think it would be. Okay. But I think, uh, you know, I don't think naming the field for him means anything. You know, we go to uh, Knoxville. We play in Nayland Stadium. We don't play at Shields Watkins Field, you know, uh, things like that. So I think his name needs to be on the stadium. And I think Bryant Denny, Bryant, Bryant Saban Stadium is the right thing to do, but certainly Dr. Denny, and I didn't know him, uh, but I know everything about him and what he did for this university and for football, uh, just recognizing that football would be good, uh, for the university to attract students, to, uh, galvanize the alumni, raise money. And he did the right thing. He got good coaches, and uh, and he went to a school that was had four hundred students to five thousand, <laughs> and he uh, obviously uh, turned Alabama into one of the dominant teams in the nation, and certainly the the bell cow of the South. And he still needs to be remembered. And uh, the original areas where Alabama played football 
which now is a parking deck in a sorority house or two, but still was Denny Field. And I think that uh, go ahead and revert to that, make the field Denny Field and the stadium Bryant Denny, I mean, excuse me, Bryant Saving Stadium. I like that. I like that. I mean, you, you, you think about it because, Kirk, you, you're able to connect the dots. I mean, you were here. Um, you think about saving a university and, and an athletic department. I feel in many ways Coach Saban did that when he arrived here because we, we were headed down a lot of dirt uh, roads that were very bumpy and uh, had been through some pretty bumps in, in this university's history. Yeah, you know, Mal Moore and I were very close. We'd been at the university together about the same age, and I was a I was a, uh, a nut about football. So I was every Sunday I was in his office with him watching him break down the film which in those wishbone days was a lot of film because Alabama kept the ball so much. Defensive coaches had a little tiny reel to, <laughs> to grade and go over. But uh, I learned a lot from Mal. And then we stayed friends even when he was gone. Uh, we stayed in touch. And when he came back and then became athletics director, you know, that was a great thing. And he was doing great things. Uh, some that I didn't even agree with. Like I thought it, he didn't need to expand the stadium. I think it was great to be able to brag about a 100,000-seat stadium. But even then, I foresaw a time when tickets were going to be hard to sell because of TV. But anyway, when he told me he was going after Saban uh, and told me the background of the Rich Rodriguez story, which was uh, interesting but I'm not going into, uh, he... Uh, you know, he told me he was going to Miami and he was going to try to get him. And I said, well, good luck. Uh, I said, it's tough for those pro guys to, to break a contract and tough for them to get back to recruiting. But, of course, Mal did that. And uh, and I actually broke the story. But uh, back then, uh, it was just on an internet. It was an internet break. Uh, but I And everybody said, oh, yeah, he got that from Mal. I want to go on record with you, and I've done it with other people. Mal Moore did not call me and tell me he had saved, and I got that from another source. And that's all I'm going to say about that, but I'm glad he did it. <laughs> well, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Kirk, um, final question. For someone who knew Coach Bryant the way that you did, as we love to preserve history around here, um, for those that maybe didn't know the Coach Bryant that you knew, what would be just something that you could share that we can preserve, you know, his legacy. Just something that you could say about him that, you know, you look at 41 years later that uh, still makes an impact on you. Well, there were things that I recognized in Nick Saban too. Uh, oddly enough, I guess is that uh, that both had a plan that they believed in, and not only that, had everyone around them believe in that plan. And that include, I mean, by that I mean everybody. And Coach Bryant used to say it. He said, "You got to have the everybody from the head coach to the secretaries and all the way through. Everybody's got to believe in it." And that was that was the case there. And and like I said, I'll, I'll you know, I just uh, uh, from my personal standpoint, it was just wonderful. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I never got chewed out. That was one good thing. <laughs> so everybody thought that was a miracle that I'd done that. But uh, he had a great sense of humor. He was brilliant. Uh, he and Nick Saban, both brilliant guys. Uh, and, 
their ideas. You, and I could, can remember being with Coach Bryant so many times, and and I always knew when he kind of cut his eyes up and to the left that he he was thinking way ahead of me <laughs> on things. And so uh, I, I I really – everything about him. I, I mean, I can't think of one negative thing about Coach Bryant. And uh, the uh, one thing, you know, we're talking about that today's day of his death. At the time, you know, he'd been athletics director when uh, Ray Perkins was hired, and he always said he didn't get involved. But I know that's not true. I know he did. But I – he was not going to hang around. He was going to make himself scarce. And he wanted uh, Al, he asked Al Browning to find him an office. Uh, and at the time, I had the office right next door to mine that was available. And I said, Al, go get him. Go tell him we've got it. I was thinking, good gosh, if I could have Coach Bryant in the office next to me for you know, forever, uh, how wonderful that would be. But he didn't want one downtown. He wanted one over closer to his home in Indian Hills where he liked to hang out with his buddies. And uh, before we could ever get that done, there weren't that many offices over there back then. And before we could get that done, of course, we'd lost him. Kirk, I just want to say thanks again. I know uh, today's a day that uh, we try to honor his legacy, and I appreciate you helping us preserve that history. I'll invite people to connect with you, Bama 247-247-SPORTS. You can go to the Bama website, CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ. Kirk McNair, thank you again for helping us uh, this afternoon. Thank you. I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks, Ryan. I enjoyed doing it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Kirk McNair, one of the uh, – few people that can connect us with coach Paul Bear Bryant. He worked for him. We honored him on this day and I featured Kirk uh, several times on this occasion also September the 11th. 323 wins, 85 losses, 17 ties, 232 46 and 9 at the University of Alabama, six national titles, 14 SEC titles, 29 bowl appearances, uh three-time national coach of the year, 72 and 2 at Bryant-Denny Stadium. What do you remember about this day? We'll take your phone calls. Bo Bounds coming up in just a couple of minutes. We've got audio that we're going to supplement our conversation all afternoon right here. Free for All Friday, sponsored by Brian Hard Construction on Tide, 100.9-1230. WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m., the Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports on a Monday edition of the program. We'll add Kennington Smith III of The Athletic to the conversation. We'll review Bama's big weekend versus LSU. Did they keep it rolling against another set of Tigers? We'll talk about that. And, of course, at the top of the menu will be Kalen DeBoer's weekend and what happened with the Princeton Tide football program. We have those conversations and more. And the phone line is always open at 205-342-9904, the Alabama one hotline. We'll talk to you on Monday. Roll Tide. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. DanielMoreArt.com. As we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life, it's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban, and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. 
Tua Tungabailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. This is a special alert to all the Americans. The best station in the state breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Out in the country, past the city limit sign, where there's a honky tonk near the county line. The joint starts jumping every night when the sun goes down. They got whiskey, women, music, and smoke. Where all the cowboy folk go to boogie. I want to take you to Jackson, Mississippi. Bo Bounds, ESPN 105.9 out of Jackson, Mississippi. Bo Bounds, I hope you're doing well. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, Ryan Fowler, how are you? Good, good. I heard you made a big prediction. Uh, that's what Dave Bartu was telling us, that you went ahead and went out on a limb and you said Kalen DeBoer in year number one is going to win a national title. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, you on board? Uh, did I say that? No, but I made it up. I mean, I just... I okay, it... I was like, hold on. I think I said he would be uh, in, insanely successful. Oh, so you're, but, you're uh, on board, Bo? What? You're on board? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, um... Unfortunately, Greg Byrne made a great hire. Uh, we we agree, and and to be honest, we we the more you learn about Kalen DeBoer, the more you're going, I like it. You like it even more, especially recruiting. I mean, he's got Ryan Williams uh, a couple days ago, one of the top players in high school football, coming to Tuscaloosa. You got Nolan Carter, one of the top players uh, out in Arizona, coming here as an edge guy and. Uh, wow. Coaching staff is going to be a lot better than what Coach Saban put on the field. That's no disrespect. He just couldn't get the top-tier coaches anymore. That was probably the downfall. Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with that. Your staff will be better. I mean, obviously, outside of Saban, who as a head coach was, was the GOAT or is the GOAT, um, who's going to be the quarterback? Oh, it's Jalen Milrow. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I mean, until it gets beat out, I mean, I, I think there'll be, you know, probably some competition. But uh, if you if you ask me right now, two hundred eighteen days away, brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, I think Jalen Miller will be the guy. Um, do I think he'll get some pressure? Yeah, but I think Ryan Grubb can get him where he needs to be. And I think the key well, for Jalen Milrow is this: he's a grad student. Watch these grad students how they take off. Because of the amount of time they can spend on football. Yeah. Well, if anybody can elevate his game, I mean, he's a good player, but um, but he's you know still not as refined as you want him to be. Uh, if anybody could get him there, it'd be DeBoer and Grubb. Yeah. He's going to have really two uh, quarterback coaches. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Ryan Grubb's a quarterback coach. Kaylin DeBoer, that's his history. I mean. If he can't get there, then he probably won't ever get there. I mean, if you can't get him to where you want him, everything is right there. The offense sets up, the you know, the philosophy, 
there, there's some things that he doesn't do that he's going to have to do in this Kalen DeBoer offense. No, no question. I mean, he's going to have to be more accurate. So we'll see if he can do that or someone else takes his place. You know, the, the new staff's not going to be married to, uh, to anybody. So that's, uh, I, I guess it'll be a, a heck of a competition in the spring and August. So, Bo, you, so it sounds like you're, you're behind him. I mean, I, that's okay. I didn't know what to expect because there's so many people oh, out I, here that are Ford, naysayers. Ford that, is excellent. I mean, he's he's fantastic. It's a, it's a. I mean, it's a. It's definitely a home run, but it could be a two run, three run, or grand slam. Higher. Well, Bo, you you got people over here that doubt uh, whether Kalen DeBoer can actually get the job done. Not me, not me. I mean, I'm I'm on board. I'm well, like you. Well, that's natural from fans who, you know, I. I They've lived through this, whatever it was, 16, 17-year stretch of saving, and it's new, and and, uh, they don't, you know, Alabama fans don't really keep up with anything outside of the SEC, and which is fine. Most fans don't, but DeBoer is, I mean, he's amazing. His track record's incredible, and um, he'll win it. Look, is anybody going to do what Saban did? No. But if he's there for, oh, let's just say eight years, do I think he can win at least one, if not two, national championships and live in the playoffs? Absolutely. And that's that, that probably like doesn't even sound good to Bama fans, but that's incredible. Ron, how about that? Oh, your grandfather went to the University of Alabama. Today we're honoring Coach Paul Bear Bryant because this would have been the day that he would have passed away. You got any Coach Bryant stories, anything that maybe someone told you about Coach Bryant? Because uh, you and I are very close to the same age. So, I mean, I'm like five years old when he passed away, so I don't have any. But uh, do you have any? So I was I was in Acapulco several years ago with Jackie Sherrill. Oh, very cool. Oh, Coach wow. Bryant, yeah. Who, who played four, Coach Paul. Bear Bryant. And and so he we were staying up one night and we were having a beverage or two and he t- I, I wish I, I need to call Coach Cheryl because we used to talk all the time um, and he told me about a game where they weren't playing as well as they should have been and he walked off the field before the team. Like he he was he was in front of the team going into the locker room. It may have been at Legion Field, but it may have been a road game. And the locker room had a deadbolt lock on it, and he just reared back and backhanded it and knocked it off. And Jackie Sherrill was behind him, and he was like, he was like, that was just, that was just the kind of, the kind of guy he was. Well, um, and how big he was. See, I mean that that's right. the part that because massive claws for hands. Yeah, claws. You know, 
<laughs> I mean, he, ra- he, he wrestled a bear. I mean, think about that. I don't know the story if it's true, but uh, it's a myth, uh, or maybe it's not a myth. But uh, I mean, think about that within itself. And I don't think he got his money for uh, getting in the in, in the ring with a bear either. I think uh, the guy ripped him out of the money. So he said, you know, if you'll pay this, and he got in the he got in the ring with a bear, and he didn't get his money. But I mean. Uh, six five, I think is what uh, Coach Bryant's height was. Six five then, that's big. Oh yeah, back then, you know that was. And then you know we had Howard. Did you ever have Howard Snellenberger? I on did the show? all the time, all the time. Yeah, yeah. So we had Snellenberger on the show, and, and and he talked about how you know Bear Bryant was was just always thinking ahead, always. Um, thinking what's what's ne- at a time when that really wasn't the case, you know. I mean, Woody Hayes didn't believe in throwing the football, and yet the Bear went back and forth. He he would he would be run heavy, pass heavy, run heavy. You know, just depending on what was going on through his twenty five years. Um, and then you know the way that he brought in Emery Ballard to implement the wishbone. Um, it's it's all. For y'all to have, I don't even know if your fans really, really understand. You know, I, I can't. Can I think of another program in any sport that had two legendary goats in the same sport? I, I, that'd be hard to come up with, Ron. And we just had, we had a rider a couple of minutes ago. And a guy that was the SID for Coach Paul Bear Bryant, Bo, and one of the things that he said, and I said, how do you think the university should honor uh, Coach Saban? He said, I think they should take, I don't think the field, the Saban field's not enough. He said, I think his name needs to be on the stadium. And I was just oh, saying that. Oh, yeah, Bryant Saban? Yeah. Brian or, yeah. Yeah. Said that, uh, and he even respected even the, the, the former president is Denny. So he said, "Call call it Denny Field." So, uh, so yeah, Bryant, Bryant Saban Stadium or Denny Field at Bryant Stadium, or, or he said, "Because you, you really," he said, "A lot of these stadiums do have names after them." Like he he mentioned Tennessee, he said, "But nobody ever gets that recognition." He said, "He truly needs the recognition on the stadium." I like that. I mean, it, he said it might be controversial, but it, it. And the more he said it, I was just going, "You know what? That's true." We don't need. Hey. To re- did did you see the uh, did you see the video today of David on the boogie board? Yeah, and I also know that Kristen put that out and said that was from 2018, and it just went viral. And she literally said it was from 2018, and it still went viral. I guess in this business that we're in, Bo, it doesn't matter, man. You just grab it and go. <laughs> Okay, so it was a 2018 video. Yeah, and it went viral, and it went viral, and she literally said it was from 2016, and then people put it out like, look, Nick Saban's out here on the boogie board out in South Florida, and she likes it's 2018, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, who who cares about being accurate, Bo, as long as you got it up there. Right. I mean, that's the world you and I live in. I mean, we we are, this is it. But, uh, yeah, she tried to remind people, said, hey, this is 2018, but... uh, Anyway, they went crazy. So it, it, it's viral. It went viral, and I hope she's got her uh, Twitter account monetized because it's uh, going to make a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> it it is, so, for sure. Because I've seen it shared by everybody. I mean, literally everybody. And uh, we, we fell into that trap. But uh, 
It is kind of funny, regardless if it's 2018. He needs to he needs to improve his uh, boogie board material. I mean, you, you you spend a lot of time on the beach, Bo. Are you better at boogie boarding than Nick Saban? I mean, that was not very good by coach. No, that wasn't. Uh, I don't do the boogie board. So okay. uh, more power to him because he's older than me. Um, I like to, you know, well, I can sit under the umbrella for a little bit, but I, I have to move around, you know. Uh, I can't just, I just, I can't just lay there. You all day. and I are the same exact way. My wife yeah. can go out there at seven o'clock in the morning and stay all day. I would be absolutely bored to death. Yeah, that's you not. Know, my, my wife's the same way. She she can go out there, and you know, she gets an unbelievable tan. Uh, but I I can't. Uh, you know, I'll go out there for a little while, but that's not what I want to do. Yeah, 30, wanna, 30, 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, 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 I need to be on a boat or walking around or, or doing something. Yeah. Uh, something. Well, I want to ask you about Lane Kiffin because this should be really, in, in a lot of ways, good news for Ole Miss fans because he didn't get this job and – you know, I know he had his eyes on Tuscaloosa. I've been told by people in that building in Ole Miss, this was his dream job. He didn't get that at call. Right. Do you, could you see Lane Kiffin being long-term in Oxford? I think he could be because of, you know, his personality and what he does on social media could all, uh, could benefit Ole Miss because he's wanted out. Um you know, he wanted the LSU job. He wanted the Miami job. He wanted the Alabama job. Um, he drove him crazy that Sark landed the Texas job because he believes he's better than Sark. And he is as a head coach. Um, we'll see if Sark, you know, Sark's going to have most years, if not all, more talent at Texas. And, um, I think, you know, he would have, he would have taken Oregon. I maybe missed it. There's been a bunch of job openings here. Anyway, uh, what do you, know, you, you he think he was wanted, holding out for the Alabama job, Bo? No, I mean, he would have taken LSU. He would have taken A&M. Uh, he would have taken Auburn. He would have taken Miami. Um, he just didn't get offered ADs, even though he's been so successful. And he's, he's so, he's turned into, developed into a really, really good head coach. Um, ADs just don't like that that vibe and 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 what he does on social media and so you, you think it's social networks that because it is weird I mean it's strange it's but I've been told he, he doesn't even run his own social networks that's not even him that oh that's him do you think that's it's him, him? I mean, I'm not saying that there's not a chief of staff doing some stuff there could be like other accounts um but no that. He, he's he's doing he's doing um you know he's running his his account so and and, and Ole Miss you you're not gonna you you can't tell him you know look Ole Miss is glad to have him right that they're not a they're not a Bama Georgia LSU Ohio State Texas um you know type program Michigan Southern Cal there's others uh, but they're proving that they can. You know, they're maybe they're on the fringe and maybe they can make a run every now and then. They believe that they can, I think they're starting to believe that they can take down Georgia or Bama or Ohio State or Texas or 
Florida State or whoever else um, next year. You know, they're all in on next year with with the money they've spent the portal and who they're and the money they spent on getting pe- retaining people, uh, which is smart. And we'll see if they can. And they draw an unbelievable schedule. So I, I would think they're going to be in the college football playoff. Now, will they be in the top two or four? You know, I, I don't know. Will they Will they be in position to get a bye? You know, I don't know about that either. We'll, we'll just see. I just think uh, when you think about Lane Kiffin and your show material, I mean, just from where we're at, his Twitter account comes up all the time. I mean, Bo, you, you need to do like a sponsored segment with Lane Kiffin's tweets or something. I mean, because it's like, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you need to get like a sponsor for that because, I mean, he just, he does it better than anybody. And and really, that's what the young people want to know. Yeah. I mean, no, look, they're, 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 as they should be in Oxford, they're going crazy. They've never been this good. Um, they, they, again, they feel like they're within striking distance. Are they? I don't know. I mean, can they make it all the way through a, a multiple game playoff? I don't know, but they're, they're trying to set themselves up to, uh, it looks like, you know, they're all in on this year. Oh, it doesn't look like it. They are. So I can't wait to see, you know, can they run it? Uh, can they one get in? Uh, if they get in, can they compete for the title? It's, it's going to be awesome and unbelievable to see, you know, exactly how this looks in this new, can you do it the way that Kiffin's, you know, not being an elite recruiter like Georgia, Texas, Bama, LSU, Ohio State. Um, can he do this? Can this model get you through that many games and, and against the, the big dogs? Um, I can't wait to see because they're, they're going crazy over here. And and I think they a lot of them believe that they can get past Georgia and Bama and Ohio State and whoever else. I think LSU is going to be a lot better, you know, Florida State. Um, well, he beefed up on the offensive line. I mean, he that's – I mean, that's – it's Yeah, those two guys from Washington. Yeah. I mean, think about that. I mean, he got them – I'm not sure if Kellen Bohr looked now, at them. Did Bohr want them? I don't know. That's um, – you know, it's so hard to figure out you know, if he wanted these guys or if Lane Kiffin just beat him out for him. Okay. So okay. He got the center, which is uh, a desperate position around here. We uh, we struggled with that. I mean, we were having walk-ons at the uh, quad for uh, just average students, seeing if they could do it, you know, like kickers. That's what we were. Because we were down to – I mean, you, you think I'm kidding. I mean, we, we were down – I mean, our, our center left and went to Ohio State, so we were down to – uh, me and a few others. Uh, that was it for spring practice. I'm glad they got one. I won't have to throw it between my legs. So, do you think y'all have like, are, are y'all? Do you think y'all will be? Will it be a slight step back, or do you think that y'all will be Bo, I, it, as good as anybody else? Let me go through this spring. I don't think. Listen, I think in a lot of ways, and this is going to. I don't want it to come across disrespectful to Coach Saban. I think this is going to be a better coach football team. Yeah, oh, I do too. I mean, I, and I it's nothing so. to Coach Saban. It's the coordinators. It is, you know, Tommy Reese was, 
I mean, Dave Bartu said it. Back in the summer, we wouldn't believe him. We tried to act like we were – and I didn't. I was like, no, nah, come on, come on, come on. And then you see it. I'm not sure how good Kevin Steele was because the more I learn about this past year, I think Coach Saban did a lot of the defensive responsibilities over there. Uh, I, yeah, I, I heard him. I mean, or I saw the quote. I can't remember. Yeah, well, it was uh, Reese Davis where he said, and, and that maybe wore him out. It wore him out. That that was the part that that you know he said he had to spend a lot more time on the defensive side of the football. So what does that tell you? Right. It uh, and maybe that's why the offense was not as good because all of his attention. Who do y'all play? Um, who, who's your non-conference? Uh, Western Kentucky is the first one. Then we got to go to Wisconsin. So when you look at Alabama's schedule, I mean it's uh, it's it's a bear. I mean, oh, you got to go play Wisconsin. Adam at, Sandler's at, brother, Luke Fickle. At Camp Randall. Okay. Uh, yeah. So our schedule is this: you got Western Kentucky in two hundred and nineteen days. Brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. South Florida here, which, by the way, we struggled with them last year, so who knows. Um, yeah, but you'll beat them by 100. At Wisconsin, then you come back, and this is the one that will either. Georgia. Georgia. Georgia's here. Open up SEC play against Georgia, end of September. At Vanderbilt, South Carolina here. At Tennessee, the Missouri Tigers here. At LSU, Mercer. At Oklahoma, come back, play Auburn. Get ready for the SEC championship game if they're there. Okay, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty stout schedule. It can be. Old Miss has a cakewalk. They got at LSU and Georgia at home. Well, I mean, part of the cakewalk is not playing Alabama. I mean, that's like hitting the lottery. No doubt. No doubt. Um. I mean, I'm glad Mississippi State avoids Bama, but MSU pulled uh, Texas, Georgia, and A&M. Who did they make mad? I don't know. I I, I don't know that that was uh, they pulled Georgia three out of the last four years. I don't know what in the world is going on in in the SEC office. Yeah, that that's I'd, I'd go find out who they made mad. Um... What the the, uh, the former AD that was at Mississippi State isn't he part of the scheduling up there? Used to be former AD uh, Temple, uh, Templeton. Oh Templeton, yeah. I don't. I think Larry's retired. Oh, is he? I, okay, I okay. I thought he was still up there because I know he. He may still be. He screwed Alabama on doing some kind of nonsense. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, he screwed Alabama a few years ago and uh, used to put him at the eleven o'clock game. And uh, was that is that a What's the big golf course over in uh, West Point, Mississippi? Old Waverly. Old Waverly. He's running that mouth. He was. He thought he was a bunch of Mississippi State fans. There's a big Bama booster, and he's just talking about screwing Alabama left and right, left and right, left and right. And the uh, guy goes, "Well, I'm I'm a big booster at Alabama." He goes, "Oh, no, oh. he started crawfishing quite a bit." So, yeah, he he laid it on the tide a couple of years ago with those eleven o'clock starts. So. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I don't know where, where that comes from, but he was he was bragging to his Mississippi State buddies. He just didn't realize there was an Alabama alum in the group, so a big booster. So it kind of got back to Is me. Is everybody happy with Greg Byrne? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, only time will tell, but yes, absolutely. Hey, Bo, I got to run, yeah, man. 
Okay, buddy. I'm at the top of the hour. Uh, Bo Bounds, Out of Bounds, ESPN Jackson, Mississippi. Bo, have a great weekend, man. Okay, see you, dude. Thank Later. you. We'll continue with more of the game next. Todd, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Byer. The Kansas City Chiefs have ruled out guard Joe Tooney for the AFC Championship game against the Baltimore Ravens. Tooney injured his peck against the Buffalo Bills last weekend. An MRI revealed only a strain, but still, Tooney not good enough to go for KC. The Ravens, they got good news as they activated Mark Andrews from injured reserve. He'll play in Sunday's contest against Kansas City. You know, being out of the, the game for, for however many weeks it's been, it's um, I'm definitely internalizing everything, um, thinking about it. And- I'm excited. You know, I can't tell you how excited. This is what I love to do. I love to play football. I love the Ravens. I love this city. I'm going to give them everything I got. More good news for Baltimore as head coach John Harbaugh also feels confident that corner Marlon Humphrey will return after missing two games because of a calf strain. A report from The athletics says the Packers are interviewing former Chargers head coach Brandon Staley for the defensive coordinator position. No Kyrie Irving tonight for the Mavs. Out again against the Hawks because of a sprained thumb. Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastor's dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Also find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find them in Northside Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food with Pastor Garcia. Wendy's New price. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with a few periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today 67. Tonight's low 59. Tomorrow, cloudy rain and thunderstorms likely. Some storms could be strong, maybe severe. The high in the upper 60s at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Until we find out his number one song, because Nick Saban's number one song, we've been playing that for the last few years because we have it. You know, our favorite song is We Are the Champions. We play that at 3 o'clock when we are the champions. But in other years, uh, we always play Coach Saban's favorite song, and we've now subbed that in. I mean, that was hard for us to do, and now it's Kalen DeBoer's favorite group. We'll find out at some point uh, what his favorite song is. I mean, it'll be our 3 o'clock song, so... Uh, whatever that will be. I, I guess we're going to have to work on our sources to kind of... We have to start betting. Uh, yeah, that. I mean, we'll, we'll find out exactly what it is. Let me start, and, and Paul and Lincoln, I'm going to get to you in about 40 seconds here. We're always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325. Skyland Boulevard and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. It is a free-for-all Friday sponsored by Brian Harden Construction. And the question here is going back to... 
Coach Paul Bear Bryant. We hope that you can help us preserve that legacy of Coach Paul Bear Bryant. We had Kirk McNair on, which just knocked it out of the park earlier, uh, former SID with Coach Paul Bear Bryant and, and many others as well. This is one of the great cl- uh, clips that you see all the quotes out there. Uh, Coach Bryant talking about, I ain't never been nothing but a winner. Listen to the interview. This is where all that came from. Paul Bryant has been quoted as saying, I ain't nothing but a winner. How do you win? <laughs> well, that's a difficult question, John. Uh, uh, you have to have something to build to. You, want, you don't want to build a, you go out and build a building. You want to put an old sorry foundation to it. You want something solid. And that's the way you build a football team. And I've done that. I want solid people. I want people that dedicate to football, people that believe in my plan, people that want to play for Alabama or whatever, do whatever that's just sacrifice, discipline stuff, do whatever necessary. You get those, you build them, then they become your leaders. And some of them become winners, and you keep building to it, building to it. You may not do too well the first year, so the second year, but you keep building that. And if they believe in you and your staff believes in you, then you're going to get there. I've always thought we could win. Uh, I, I just, the question was, how long would it take? There it is. That is Coach Paul Bear Bryant uh, in his third year. He won a national title. In Nick Saban's third year, he won a national title. Was it Coach Stallings as well? It just hit me. I think Coach Stallings also won in his third year. Will Kalen DeBoer be able to win one before? Only time will tell. Paul. Lincoln. Paul, good afternoon. You're in the game. Brian, do you want to take a guess on which one of Coach Bryant's records uh, was my favorite? Uh, 19 and 6 against the Cal College. Against the Cal College, 19 and 6, which included a nine game run, Ryan, from 1973 to 1981. Um, it didn't get much better in the state of Alabama. Uh, during that uh, that nine year run, right? Because the, the the state was truly, truly colored crimson um, during during that run, Ryan. It was it was great. It was glorious. Um, it never got old. It still doesn't get old. Dominating little brother, uh, and that's one of the things I loved about Coach Bryant. Um, he just uh, he took them apart, Ryan. He cut their he cut their nuts off, and uh, <laughs> he cut their heart out at the same time. And um, I, I truly love that about Coach Bryant. Uh, listen, the national championships were great. The SEC championships were great. Believe me, they they were, and they still are. But his complete and total domination of the Bugs is uh, is ranked number one in my book. So when when Kirk McNair was talking about the Cal College, and he said that Coach Bryant said that, I bet your grin on your face was as Grand Canyon it was, wide. It was, it was deep and it was wide. I'm telling you, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> there's there's no loss between no love loss between me and, and the Bugs, Ryan, and uh, that record, uh, one of the many many high marks for, for Coach Bryant. Uh, I mean, just think about it. think about it. Nineteen and five against your your in state rival against little brother. I mean, no wonder they hated Coach. Bryant. Yeah, a great point. Great reminder. No wonder they hated him because he he completely and totally emasculated them. Okay, 
And uh, in in you know in my lifetime, Ryan, you had you had two elite elite dynasties with Coach Bryant's run and certainly Coach Saban's run. And then you know to a little less to a lesser extent, Coach Stallings had a very successful. Um, seven-year run at Alabama as well, which sure. included a national championship. So, uh, Ryan, I'm telling you what, man, it doesn't re- – as an Alabama fan uh, who's been right in the middle of those three uh, those three um, uh, runs um, since 19 – you know, Lord, since Coach Bryant came here, uh, to be able to witness that and still remember them and be a part of them, it, it – that's truly the that's truly the the uh, the peak, Brian. I'm telling you, it's the, it's the mountaintop right there. Well, the Bugs have had a rough couple of uh, days here. Uh, they, they certainly have, and that's they good. I'm glad have. they have. Wednesday Wednesday night was glorious. I, I didn't get a chance to call in yesterday, but Wednesday was. I mean, not only did, did, did Ryan Williams just completely cut cut their cut their guts out, and then. And then Nate Oates just uh, comes off the top rope and drive and, and pile drives uh, poor old poor old Bruce into the uh, into the uh, into the mat. So uh, it, it was great. It was great, Ryan. And, and let me let, let me let me comment on Bo Bounds just a second. Ryan, are you telling me <clears throat> that the Bugs and and he, cause I, I mentioned I mentioned them because he mentioned them. The Bugs would not. Offer Lane Kiffin the job if I heard him right because some of, some of the skeletons in the closet Lane has got. It, when he said yeah, it, you, I went, uh, "Really? Yeah, you're gonna hire? You're gonna you're gonna hire a human trafficker? You're gonna hire a pedophile that should be a registered sex offender?" For what he did when he was a high school coach in Memphis, I mean, he look, made a look girl it up, take off her shirt up, and uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, right in there front in front of him. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're gonna you're you think you think Lane Kiffin's got skeletons in the closet? What about the face of your program, you bunch of idiots? <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I'm it's following cra- him on makes- Twitter. I mean, it's silly, but it's not over the top of uh, you know being vulgar. Um, you, yeah, you've, you've hired Hugh Hefner Freeze. Uh, you have hired, you have hired Hugh Hefner Freeze. He's the face of your program, and there's nothing you can do about it. Listen, listen, Bugs, you're in bed with Hugh Hefner Freeze. You might as well get naked. Oh my gosh! So, so Paul, uh-huh. if 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 Coach DeBoer, okay, because he's from South Dakota, he spent time in Fresno, he spent time in UW. He probably doesn't know why we hate Auburn. If the university called you and said, we've got to get someone to educate him on why we should hate Auburn, would you up for that challenge? Oh, yeah. I would be the first in line, right? Okay. The first in what line. What would you tell him first up? Like, like you know, Kalen DeBoer's listening. Let's just pretend he's listening. and we, we don't think he is, but let's just say he's listening. What would you tell him about why he should hate Auburn? Well, because... Because Coach Bryant hated them. Okay. Uh, because they think they're something that they're really not. Yeah, great point. They think they're relevant and they're not. They do a lot of chirping. Uh, you know, 
They hated Coach Bryant. They hated Coach Saban. I mean, listen, they, they still call Coach Saban Coach Satan, Nick Satan. That, that just that just that just grinds my gears right there. But it goes back to the punt Bible punt game, really, in 1972. It started there with me, and I could get I can give example after example. It would take it would take up your whole show, Ryan, uh, of the reasons that 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 I can't stand them, and that Coach DeBoer, uh, DeBoer can't stand them. Um, so, uh, listen, they love, listen, I have no problem getting up in the books grill. I have no problem whatsoever. And, and hopefully coach DeBoer in time, listen, he'll figure them out. He'll see how they, you know, how they, uh, how they, how they do on the recruiting trail. It, it, it won't take him long to figure out how, how discombobulated and evil and diabolical that cult is down there. It, it, it won't take long at all. Um, and I see where Phil Marsh, uh, Philip Marshall wrote an article today. Oh, what a he, bless his just, heart. He's just, he, he cannot, he cannot understand why the nation has been just fawning over Coach Nick Saban the last two weeks. All the national. Does he, uh, does he just and, pretend to be this dumb or is he really this dumb? He's as dumb as a box of rocks. Okay. He is. He's a complete fool he's a tool he's a fraud like the rest of them down there and uh he, he can't understand all this all these tributes and all the fawning over coach Saban. are you kidding me that's another reason i can't stand them because they're a bunch of idiots i swear Ryan. okay that's my rant all right paul uh anything else on a free for all friday you, you got anything else you want to no i'm 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 okay. good man uh i'm good Ryan Williams, hey, great interview yesterday with with the kid. Um, he made a great choice, and uh, things right now we we kind of stopped the bleeding for. Well, for I mean, a, think about uh, it for him. Right. I mean, he he's a smart yeah. kid. He's graduating a year yeah. early. He looked at Auburn and said, "No, no, yeah." I mean, for can, one, I don't want to be a poultry scientist. Exactly. Can Peyton Thorne get me the ball? They couldn't get anybody uh, else the ball, so uh, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> oh me, man! Roll Tide, Paul. Roll Tide. Have a great weekend. Thank you, thank you, Paul. Uh, twisting a lot of it uh, there in that conversation. We'll come back. We'll take Bryce on the other side. Robert and Mobile. You guys are next. We'll talk to Brent Beard coming up here in just a couple of minutes. T Town Tide one hundred point nine, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Venture capitalists who were early investors in 20 different companies now worth over a billion dollars are setting up shop in Tuscaloosa where they hope to lure or discover their next unicorn. Plus, police have arrested the man they believe is responsible for a shooting at a Tuscaloosa apartment complex that left another man in critical condition. And the Northport City Council is working to draw a new Dunkin' Coffee Shop to their side of McFarland Boulevard. Don't forget there's a severe weather threat this Saturday. With our information guide, you'll find everything you need at TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. 
Northport Power Equipment, if you're looking for chainsaw needs, if you're cleaning up those leaves or yard debris, you'll find the backpack blowers, the battery-operated tools, the Echo Outdoor Power Equipment, Crest Outdoor Power Equipment, the battery-operated tools by Husqvarna, and you'll also find great inventory on the zero-turn commercial and the residential mowers by both Skag and Husqvarna. Service department, do that end-of-the-season maintenance at Northport Power Equipment. It's two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center since 1996. Northport Power Equipment. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with a few periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today 67. Tonight's low 59. Tomorrow cloudy rain and thunderstorms likely. Some storms could be strong, maybe severe. The high in the upper 60s at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. for in an assistant football coach? I want coaches that are brighter than I am. Because they're the same as they're brighter than I am, I don't need them. I don't want one that don't believe in my plan. Because I know how to win. I'm not much coach. I used to be a good coach, but I know how to win. When I believe in my plan so strongly that I'm not going to compromise that. Some assistant coaches are excellent on the blackboard. In other words, they can get on the blackboard and do a real fine selling job. Uh, others can do a real great selling job on the field. Or all of it is a selling job anyway. A lot of them, most of them, and the ones I like can do both. There it is. Uh, all right, let's continue uh, right there with Coach Brian Audio Clubs, courtesy of the Bryant Museum. Let's go to Bryce. Bryce, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, how's it going, Ryan? Good to talk to you again, man. Hey, thank you for calling in. What's on your mind, my friend? Hey, well, you know, I was born in 94, so I, I really don't have a lot of, you know, bear stories. But I do want to say let's raise one up to them today for laying the foundation that we're all getting to take advantage of today. And we, there's not enough honor, Ryan, for what he's done for the University of Alabama. I think it's easier when you think about, uh, you know, Nick Saban has said that multiple times when you think about coming into this position and, you know, Caitlin DeBoer will benefit from Coach Paul Bear Bryant because of the foundation yeah. that he built. And then Coach Saban built even a stronger foundation. He, you know, uh, put a rebar in it, made it stronger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, and you know, I think you make a great point when you bring up the Les Miles comparison. That's an excellent point, Ron, because to any of us who understand football, Les Miles, is half the coach that came on the board. I agree. And look what he did at LSU. I totally agree. It, it just, Les Miles was a very, very stubborn coach, and he wrote it almost to two national titles. Right, absolutely. Just with the foundation that was laid there. So I absolutely think um, 
that we're going to do great things under DeBoer. I don't think there's any question there. The thing you bring up about fair expectations for next year, it's 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 tough to say, right? Because there's so much. We're, we are going into a completely new era of college football, and we're in it at this moment with what's going on with NIL, Saban retiring, Harbaugh's gone going on next year with the super conferences we really are going into a new era we are i almost don't i really don't know how and maybe it's too early right ryan we're in january maybe it's too early to figure out what fair expectations are for this year or for yeah upcoming this year but i i don't know if i'm a makes the playoffs otherwise we're all extremely disappointed in the DeBoer. i think it really comes down to what we see on the field the culture uh and and you know etc well, I do think it's too early, um, but it, but it's also when you look at the schedule. Uh, I always think about if, if what if he's able to come out. What if he makes this team uh, the chance to be in the playoffs? What if he wins the SEC? What if he beats Georgia? I mean, Bryce, right. I just want to pull up a seat and grab a bag of uh, popcorn, even though I don't eat a lot of popcorn. But just grab a bag and and sit here and watch because these crybabies are going to come to the forefront very very quickly. Oh no, Alabama's back! I thought they were gone. You know, I mean, see that—that's Georgia. I mean, they're already thinking about it. Um, you cannot, Ryan. The the Richter scale will go off the charts if, if Alabama beats Georgia in Tuscaloosa in that Week Four game to start the SEC. You are going to see a all-out panic meltdown from the college football world. And the one that I may been uh, more, I may even drive to Baton Rouge, Ryan. What if I, that, I was, that was my next question? It was my next question. That was my next question. What if Alabama goes to LSU and beats them down there with Brian Kelly? What is this year three, year four? It is. Yep. Wow. They would have an absolute meltdown. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, Bryce, were, were your parents uh, Alabama fans? No, sir. My, okay. man, my dad was a U- uh, University of Texas graduate. Ooh, so you got to put up with that, Bryce. Well, you know, Ryan, I'm one of these. Uh, I'm a conservative, so uh, I go to a school that uh, matched with my uh, mm. my conservative values more. And my dad would absolutely agree <laughs> that the University of Alabama was a much more conservative school than the University of Texas. Yeah, the liberals have taken over Austin. I mean, that, that's the, yeah, they have. Uh, that's a city that is really uh, suffering because of. So many folks moving out of California. I mean, they destroyed that entire state, right? I mean, it's just beautiful state. Yeah, we're seeing it all over Texas, actually. Yeah. I mean, and, you and, wouldn't believe how many guys in San Antonio yeah. just moved here in the last well, year or two from California. I just got back from California. Uh, if you want a good experiment why liberalism is a utopia, just go out there. <laughs> just just yeah. drift out there. Take a look. And you're like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it Ryan, does not work. Ryan. The sad thing is some third-world countries are run better than places like San Francisco, and I'm not kidding you about that. Probably L.A. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which I was sitting there to myself, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I know the Rose Bowl's there, and it's beautiful and all the different things, but is taking your players in college football and taking them to L.A., that's more punishment than it is a reward. Yeah, absolutely. And, hey, that actually brings up a great point. Hey, Ryan, you ever heard those uh, – the talk about making the Rose Bowl the new national championship site every it's, it's year. 
Well, and it comes from Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk is yeah. flown on a private Joel jet. Loves it too. Well, he, he's flying on a you know flies in on a private jet. He's escorted the stadium. Uh, we had a police escort to the stadium. It didn't do any good because of just the you know one road in, one road out at the Rose Bowl. But no, it, it's it's it really is a it's out of touch with what it is. Right. I understand the right. history. It's a beautiful you know backdrop, but the stadium is so out of date. Right. That's what it's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say if they are going to do that, they need to pump five hundred million into that stadium or something to mass renovations. Because I do agree, you're in a little bit of a. Well, I mean, to, a, to go to the restroom, a it's spot. a thirty minute. You know, you're going to miss a quarter football to go to the restroom. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, you have I to, you have to go. Minutes. Yeah, you have to go outside of the stadium, and you you know you're going to miss a. It's not like where you know you could make it between the TV timeouts. You have no chance. If you got to go go get a drink, it's outside of the stadium. So you got to go outside of the stadium. The, the this concessions are on the outside of the stadium. So you got to exit the stadium to go out and get your drink, get a, get a bathroom break. Uh, it, it, I love the history of it, but I wouldn't want to play there every mm-hmm. year. No, uh, going out there every couple of years, three or four years, uh, that's it's okay. But I still don't know. Like you put your players in downtown. This is the Rose Bowl. You put your players in downtown L.A. Is that really a reward? No. No, absolutely not. I mean, you'd have to hire a tactical military team to keep Alabama safe down there. Well, I'm sure they, especially with Michigan and the the sign stealing, so you had to to go. Oh, my. So. Ryan. They were on high alert. forward, forward in college football, I think you have to make a rule, and I think it needs to be done this offseason. If you are competing for a college football playoff spot, your team cannot be under investigation and your actual one of your coaches is serving real suspension penalties for some sort of investigation that's going on. I don't know how that could be allowed. To get back wins, yeah, it's, not, too, it's too much money. It's, it's too much money, Bryce. It's too much money. I mean, you got to remember when you and I that's, look at it from an integrity standpoint, it's, it's all about the cash. The bureaucrats in yeah. college football care about one thing. They don't care about – they pretend to care about student athletes. They don't. When you have to air, no, me, air a commercial during a TV show or a sporting event and you have to tell me what you're doing for student athletes, the the right. language, it, it doesn't match up. Right. It's it's all about no. money, and uh, they speak yep. out of both sides of the mouth. Hey, Bryce, thank you again, man. I uh, appreciate your call. Yes, sir. Thank you. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, guy made a good choice. He said – you know, I could have been a Texas alum, but it was just too liberal for me. I wanted to come to the University of Alabama. Now, we have some liberal tendencies here, but we try to keep them uh, hidden. Bryce, appreciate your phone call. We'll continue with more of the game. We're going to Brent Beard coming up in a couple of minutes. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. On the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Monday. We'll look back at the Alabama LSU game. We'll also talk with Doug Bell in the second hour. Get his thoughts on Nick Dunlap and his professional career starting at Pebble Beach this weekend. Inside the locker room, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. 
huge part of the game is SEC Parlay Pick Day on Friday. It's made possible by Brian Harden Construction, a diverse business. Crane and equipment rentals up to 320-ton cranes available. The CNC machines, reverse engineering, laser cutting, specialists in modern construction. It's bhardenconst.com. Experience you can count on. Let's build something together. The website, very informative. It is bhardenconst.com. Brian Harden Construction, industrial contractors and fabrication, I-beam installation, Brian Harden Construction, every Friday made possible by Brian Harden Construction. TuscaloosaToyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty. See all of the inventory. TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Scotland Boulevard. This Sunday, Westwood One brings you Championship Sunday. First, it's the AFC title game. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs face Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Then, the Detroit Lions aim for their first ever Super Bowl appearance when they take on the San Francisco 49ers. Doubleheader coverage begins at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. If it's the NFL playoffs, it's right here. The best breakdown of Alabama football in the state. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. That's right. That's very simple. If you ain't got a winning attitude, we don't want you. We're going to go to Robert and Mobile coming up in a couple of minutes. Tommy and Romulus, J. Rob, I see you. Elias, uh, we're going to get to you as well. Brent Beard's going to join us here. We're also honoring Coach Paul Bear Bryant. January the 26th of 1983, we ran through the credentials. We'll continue to do that. We had Kirk McNair on a couple of minutes ago. Uh, a lot of fun to bit of visit with him. We had Bo Bounds, and right now we're going to talk with Brent Beard. Uh, Brent was uh, is an alum of the University of Alabama. He grew up in Walker County up in Jasper, and uh, him and his brother. And uh, he's in Jacksonville, Florida now, First Coast News, ABC, NBC News affiliate. Brent Beard, how are you, my friend? Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Well, <clears throat> I've been reminiscing back and forth when I heard uh, – of Coach Brian's death, I was in graduate school in Fort Worth, Texas, and I and I got in the car, turned on, and they were talking about someone and did not mention the name of the person who died, but I was able to put it together uh, real quick that it was Coach Bryant, and people like the. Uh, uh, assassination of of a Kennedy will always remember where they were when they first heard the news. I texted um, the um, uh, that the, the fact that today was the anniversary to several people and when they replied to me that their reply was I remember where I was when um, so that 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 tells you how 
beloved that he he is 41 years later. Well, and in, in, in his impact uh, on the University of Alabama, I mean, you know, we talked about it with Kirk, and Coach Saban always went out of his way to pay respect to Coach Paul Bear yes. Bryant. And, and Kirk said, you know, he, he said, I really appreciate that about him. He he did. He always paid respect to Coach Paul Bear Bryant. Well, and it's well-deserved because uh, Alabama would not be where it is today uh, without – um, Coach Bryant, and, and I, I thought many times, uh, particularly lately, if we would have had a 12-team playoff or shoot even a four-team playoff, how many more national championships Oh wow! Uh, that Alabama would, would have won? Have you ever thought about that? No, but as uh, you were sitting there talking about it, you're going, they would have had a chance to play for a lot more. Um, and, and, and think about that a minute. Um, now, um, obviously, but, but see, there were several years in, in the seventies where <clears throat> Alabama kind of stubbed their toe in the beginning. Uh, in 75, they lost to Missouri and Legion Field and, and got themselves together and basically ran the table. Um, I even remember in 76, when they were, they had one of those rare nine and threes. Well, by the end of the year, uh, they were they were a pretty good football team. And if they would have gotten in, into it then, uh, where they would have been would have just been absolutely um, amazing. Um, I'll still say one of the greatest um, uh, disappointments and one of the greatest of of. Uh, uh, examples of being cheated out of a championship was that Michigan State Notre Dame ten to ten tie when it was very obvious Alabama was the best team in the country. But again, we had it by um, uh, well, it was that, and also in the uh, uh, in the nineties uh, when Alabama beat uh, Alabama won their bowl game. Uh, Notre Dame was five. They beat number one Texas in Notre Dame. I think, oh, I tell you what, yeah, that was 77. Uh, Alabama, uh, uh, yes, beat, uh, they won their bowl game. Notre Dame beat Texas. Bama was two and should have just jumped up to number one. Instead, Notre Dame wins the national championship. So uh, that, and I can tell you, that's why Alabama people despise Notre Dame the way they do is because Notre Dame cost them at least two national championships. Brent, what years were you at the university? I was there from uh, 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 Brother Brent and I were there uh, from uh, we, we left in 80. So we were there in uh, um, 70. Uh, like 77 through 80s in, in there, uh, certainly saw one national championship, obviously in 79. Stedman Sheely was a quarterback then. Uh, and then Alabama won another one in 78, even losing to Southern Cal, uh, in Legion Field. Um, I'm, I'm going off the top of my head here. Uh, so that, but, but that was an incredible time, uh, 
to see where they were, but, but you could see starting in eighty some decline in in the in the program in, Co- in Coach Bryant, and obviously uh, with his retirement in in eighty two. You know, Coach Bryant's uh, office was there uh, at Moore Hall, which is uh, right there close to the quad. If you're looking right. at uh, Diddy Chimes. Uh, Foster Auditorium was to the right. I believe some of the athletic office was there. Did you ever see him out about on campus? I, I, the only time that I ever saw him, I, w- I went to Coleman uh, to get some basketball tickets, and uh, and no, it was just it was really strange. No one was in the hallway, and he appeared out of the shadows from nowhere because I think he went for a walk. Uh, around in Coleman Coliseum, but basically in that oval, uh, and he was just uh, taking the walk. I looked up and I realized that's who he was. And I thought for so many years, if I ever met him, what I would say to him, and and that this is no lie, I was in so awe and awestruck by seeing him. The only thing that came out of my mouth was high coach. Uh, and he mumbled hello or something like that. Uh, but pe- people really don't realize unless they met him how, how big that he was. Um, I mean, coach Bryant was pro- what, what, what was he, six Ryan? Five. Six, six five. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, uh, he, he frankly, Obviously, along with his players, was one of the biggest men on the whole campus. Well, and, and Joe Namath, I'll, I'll never forget him telling us the story. I said, what was your first impression? And actually, I'm looking up 6-4 is what they listed at. Yeah. But I, I think it, yeah. uh, so maybe I'm an inch away there. But uh, Coach Paul Bear Bryant, when he said that was the big thing of, of him. He said uh, the first thing when he met him, he said, my heavens, what a big guy. I yeah. mean, it, it was yeah. – that was the the story there, and and Joe Namath's not a short guy himself. I mean, no, no, and Coach Bryant had had huge hands, um, also. So, um, and, and look, I know that by '69 when he died, that uh, and and I think what we didn't realize, Ryan, was frankly how sick he was toward the end of his career, uh, and and that you know in that's one of the things that's disappointing. But I will, and I, I don't know if you've thought about this, too. i thought about this many times. I wonder if he had lived, what influence he would have had on the University of Alabama. What influence would he have on college football? He was trying yeah, to yes. destroy the yes. NCAA. Not trying. He was trying to do a different association, which was what? CFA? Is that what it was called? Yes. And see, people didn't... I don't know if people really understood this. In in, in many ways, in college football, uh, he was the most influential uh, coach and, frankly, person in college football in many ways. I mean, he he basically, Ryan, in in, in a lot of ways, um, had and particularly when he to set the bowl matchups, he had incredible influence uh, in that. Uh, and with television and the whole nine yards, I, I just, I just really wonder. And, and and look, I think once he retired, if he would have still been around the university, I don't think he would have meddled, shall we say? And I don't think Coach Saban will either. But I think that people would have gone to them 
and gotten ex- an extreme amount of wisdom. Uh, and, and I really do wonder what decisions that he could have helped uh, at the University of Alabama, the city of Tuscaloosa, and college football in general if, say, he would have lived another 10 to 20 years. And so that's the the thing about uh, you look at the NCAA, you almost wonder sometimes if some of our NCAA punishment was because of what Coach Pryant attempted to do. Well, it could have been. And, look, he wanted – people may not know this, but he really wanted uh, a playoff system. And he talked with some people – from time to time, and again, I, I know you had Kirk on, who I have tremendous respect for, and Kirk would know this, uh, but, but I've heard from time to time uh, that that he really was hoping that they could get something done with a playoff, but the, the climate was just not right at that point to get it done. Uh, but but I do I do wonder, Ryan, with, with his influence, if he would have been healthy what he could have accomplished um, the, the years after he left Alabama. You know, speaking of Kirk McNair, he brought up a really good point earlier, and it's something that, you know, we think about. And the reason I asked Kirk this question is how, how should we honor Coach Saban? Yeah. And he, he brought it up, and he said, you know, I don't think naming the field is enough. I agree. He said, I, I think yeah. you need to put him his name up on the stadium. And he I, said, I, I, I think that's true. Look, uh, Alabama <clears> – <throat> And, and I've said this for years, in SEC football, in the Mount Rushmore, Coach Bryant, Coach Saban, and Steve Spurrier are the three that should be up there. I don't, don't quite know yet who's going to be number four uh, in that. And, and that will be a nice discussion for your show one day. Uh, and I'm sure you, you, you may have already done it. but We haven't. Uh, but the reality, see, I give you ideas all the time. Thank okay? you, thank you, Brent. Thank uh, you. I mean, but, sound like you're a former radio guy. I just, yeah, I wonder about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, so that, that um, uh, no, I, I would, I would agree with Kirk on that. Absolutely. Now, you know, would it, would it be strange sounding to have, uh, Bryant Denny Saban Stadium? I don't know. Uh, but I but, but I agree with Kirk on that. What, listen, for what what Coach Saban has done in Alabama in the city of Tuscaloosa, I'm not sure you could do enough for him, frankly. Well, it's it. You know, you think about Coach Paul Bryant, you think about the impact. You also think about Nick Saban because there's a lot of new Alabama fans that don't realize yeah. yes where we were at with Coach Saban. Oh yeah, I mean he he yeah. took this program. I don't think we could have afforded to hire one more bad coach. Oh, no. No, no. I, I, I don't know if they would have been able to crawl out of that hole if that had happened. But, but see, and I, I don't have the numbers here now. I sent them to you uh, a, a few weeks ago. But the um, – and you probably would. Uh, when he got there, I think I think Mama had 23,000 students, and now they have close to 40. And, again, I'm not saying these all these students came – because of football and Coach Saban, but I guarantee you that, that that had something to do with it. I think they wanted to be there. And look, when you're 18, 22 years old, uh, that the atmosphere you're in is important, is it not, Ryan? Absolutely. Uh, and and I, I I have no doubt that he influenced uh, a lot of those students. So that's why I've always said 
they could have paid him $20 million a year, and it still would have been cheap. And I think, uh, what was the president with? said it was the greatest investment the University of Alabama has ever made. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, there's absolutely uh, no question about that at all. But, 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 and I'll say this, too. I think this staff uh, that uh, Coach DeBoer has got right now is bordering what Coach Saban had uh, around 15-16 with Mario Cristobal and Kirby Smart and Lane Kiffin. And, and, and I would even say that it would go back to Coach Stallings in those staffs with, with Brother Oliver. Um, uh, and look, you and I both know, and your listeners say the same thing, um, that the, the staff is important. And I just had that thought today that the staff they've got now uh, could, before it's over, uh, talked about somewhat near uh, some of these great staffs, what we just mentioned. That's a great point. Uh, I don't know what else they're going to say because the doubters have said a lot of things about Kalen DeBoer. When he first got here, they were like, there's no way he's going to be able to hire the staff. He's not well, going to be able to get the quality coaches. He, he's going to have a better coaching roster than Coach Saban had in his final year, maybe the final few yeah. years in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I would, yeah, oh, yeah, I would agree with that. And so I, then I, Brett, yes. he hired those coaches, and so they, they immediately went to recruiting. Yeah. Well, now he's been able to reel in, you know, Ryan Williams, Nolan Carter. He's been right. able to get uh, to supplement his roster, and it's not over yet. Uh, there's there's limited out there. We probably won't truly have a sample size of recruiting until next year, but so far, so good. Um, I don't know. Now, I think they've now went to the clothing. I saw someone earlier talking about his clothing. Uh, they, I mean, we're, we're, we're running yeah. out of things to doubt. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, and, and time will tell. But the offensive coordinator, the wide receiver coach, the offensive line coach, uh, and I think, uh, you know, the, the, those are the guys that have been heralded, obviously. Um, uh, look, he, he has got, he's literally got some position coaches that you could make an honest argument are the best, not in the SEC, in the nation. Uh, 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 I, Am I close to that? Would you agree with that? I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's hyperbole. Do you? I don't. I don't either. I don't either. And um, you know, we've had several people that have come on. Have kind of given us those thoughts on the coaching staff. Uh, Dave Bartu said it earlier uh, this week. Brent, he said it may be the best coaching staff in the entire country. Well, well let me say this about Dave. Now I've worked with Dave a little bit, but you've worked with him a lot more. Now Dave is able to put. As if this is a fair assessment, Dave is able to put down in numbers what a, a lot of people can only mention uh, in uh, in 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 data. Not 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 so much data, but in it's hard to find the vocabulary to express how good some of these guys are. But Dave has got a system to his credit where he can measure uh, how good some of these guys are. And, look, it'd be wise for people to pay attention to his evidence. Well, and Dave, uh, because that was the other rebuttal. Whenever he came out and said this, he was getting a lot of feedback, a lot of pushback. Ah, he's just a Bama homer. 
So then I posted the audio that he came back in uh, last July when he said these guys are B-minus coordinators at yeah. best, and, yeah. and they didn't say anything else. So I guess uh, they yeah. must have got the loud and clear message. So yeah. uh, Dave's not an Alabama guy. He he's, lives in Oregon, so he has no ties That's to the right. University of Alabama. But he was not very high on Kevin Steele or Tommy Reese. He said uh, when you look at their metrics, and uh, we had to give him an apology. We're like, you were right, we were wrong. You were right, we were wrong. Uh <laughs> Brent Beard, First Coast News, Jacksonville, Florida, ABC News affiliate. Uh, Brent, thank you again for helping us honor Coach Paul Bear Bryant. Thank you for being a part of well, our show. Look, I, I, and, and the, the, the truly amazing thing about it is, is how close we're getting to him being gone for 50 years. Um, I mean, last year obviously was 40, uh, but Coach Bryant deserves this honor uh, any time that, that, that it's brought up, particularly on the – Either on his birthday or, or uh, unfortunately, at the uh, on the day of his death. So glad to be able to do that. Glad you had Kurt Cohn, who, who frankly is is if you want a historian of the University of Alabama, it's Kurt McNair uh, in in many many ways. So, but I and I'll I'll give you a parting shot of uh, hopefully there'll be a crowd tomorrow night for the LSU game, similar to the the Auburn game for a. Alabama basketball team that has some tremendous potential themselves. And this, maybe this is a momentum uh, that was building there for Nate Oates and company. But, uh, hey, Brent, always appreciate you, man. Thank you. Me too, brother. Take care. That's Brent Beard, First Coast News. Second Helping with Travis Ryer. You can find it right there where you get your podcast. We're going back. We're free the rest of the way home. Right here on the game, T-Town Tide, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama, Crimson Tide Sports. About grilling so often, if you want to dominate the grill today or any day, go visit our friends at Mark's Mark in downtown Northport. I walk in there all the time. There's new things added, whether you're trying to amp up the spice cabinet or whether you're going in for a great ribeye, a salmon swirl, a chicken swirl, which is that's what they're home of since 1978. The seafood entrees, the great cheesecake, the great pies that are made here locally in Alabama, the Blue Spring Living Water. You'll find it at Mark's Mark in downtown town northport under that roll tide bridge go see the friendly folks at mark's mark downtown northport under that roll tide bridge are you receiving unemployment your benefits could be at risk here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name never answer a text message asking you to verify your account and only respond to official alabama department of labor's social media pages Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with a few periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 67. Tonight's low, 59. Tomorrow, cloudy rain and thunderstorms likely. Some storms could be strong, maybe severe. The high in the upper 60s at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the field. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Make a mistake. I don't want them going out there. They had a confident, reckless, arrogant. But show the class. They, They do all the things I'm talking about. Knock them down, pat them on the back, run back the huddle. 
continue. Let's take it. Phone calls right here. Let's go 205-342-9904. Robert Mobile. Robert, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, man. How are you, Robert? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the man that lived, uh, he's been dead, what, now? Uh, 41 years. 41 years and still. <laughs> legacy lives on. You still go to the uh, stadium. People are still wearing hats, no matter how young they are. It's just, uh, I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, there's never been a coach like Bear Bryant. Of course, there never will be. Uh, Nick Saban was the greatest, but Bear Bryant, I think, uh, will still be the most remembered. You know, it's uh, he just had a style and a nature that you just don't forget. It's amazing. Um, I saw a few, you know, them coaching the winner. I saw them when he uh, it was it was seventy nine the last one they won, I believe. It was. With Underbar, yeah, yeah, that was a. I it was a calendar that. year eighty, but seventy nine season. Yeah. Right, right. Because even I was in uh, middle school then, so that's how long ago it's been. So do you remember the but day that Coach Paul Bear Bryant passed away? Yeah, yeah, we, I was in high school then. Uh, we, I think we started high school. And uh, I like, just started high school. And, of course, that was a big talk. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, you had, you had to remember. I was talking to the whole school during that time. It was just, you know, that was huge. But, um... Now, when you call us to mention something earlier about uh, Nick Saban and uh, when he left LSU and how uh, uh, Les Miles was able to, uh, you know, capitalize off Nick Saban uh, when he left. And he said, that's a really good point. <laughs> and, I, you know, I don't know one that maybe thinks that Les Miles is the coach that uh, DuBor is and DuBor is and Still, Les Miles managed to, you know, go win one and almost win another. If for Nick Saban, he would have won two. And that was, uh, you know, so, yeah, I guess, you know, looking for a championship. Of course, not next season, but it's within the realm of possibility, you know, five years, you know, next three, two, three, four years. Yeah, I think we could look in that area. I was thinking, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Les Miles could do it. Certainly this guy could. I mean, he took the Saban system and he tweaked it, a, whatever, a little bit, putting his fingerprints on it. But, you know, he wrote it to a national title. Um, I mean, Coach Saban had built that system in a short amount of time. And keep in mind, the foundation here has been reinforced and reinforced and reinforced. I mean, it was a short time there in, in Baton Rouge. In Tuscaloosa, there's 17 years of reestablishing that foundation. And of course, the uh, you guys mentioned the Georgia game. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's months away, but we all know that's the that's the linchpin as to what kind of success the team is going to have. Again, that's going to be the game, probably game of the year, because it'll be what probably number five Alabama against number one Georgia during that time. Maybe number four Alabama. Well, they beat Wisconsin decently. Could be talking about number two, number one, and versus two. So yeah, it depends on the Wisconsin how what Alabama does in that game. But they beat the Michigan uh, Wisconsin handily. We could be talking one versus two during that time. So that game's gonna it, it could be monumental. It's gonna be monumental. It's gonna be. Well, I never really thought about that far year. ahead, but you're right. I mean, it could be a a top two, top three matchup. Um, you beat Western Kentucky, you beat South Florida, you go to Wisconsin, beat them at Camp Randall. Alabama's probably going to start out right there. Depends on what else happens. And wow, 
And what, some of the earlier polls, they had Alabama four already or something like that? You know, some of those mock polls already? Yeah, I've seen some way too early stuff that uh, had a right. three and four. Three and four is the ones that I've seen. But uh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So that's, that's on the table. Hey, Robert. Hey, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say I got to go to this break, but you, final thought. You go ahead. Oh, okay. Real quick before I go, uh, say something about your friend Martin Houston. I call him your friend. <laughs> and what he said on his show this morning. What did he say? He had, the, he had the nerve to say that he didn't like Taylor Swift and that he was tired of her and was hoping that Kansas City lose because he's sick of CBS and the rest of them throwing, showing the camera on Taylor Swift all the time. I agree with Martin. I agree with my friend. I agree with Martin. You guys don't like to shake it up and and, uh, what's the other song? (laughs) If you stuck stuck a gun to my head and said, which one is a Taylor Swift song? You just have to shoot me because I don't even know. I, I don't know one name of her songs. None. I want to see Taylor Swift as much as the players on the field. Robert, this new music, you could box it all up, carry it to Walmart. Uh, you might get a box of ramen noodles or ramen noodles or however you say it. Uh, yeah, no, no thanks, no thanks. Uh, I called and chastised him this morning. Well, good, good. Me of not being a real fan either because I couldn't name two songs, but I informed him that, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, he said out loud what we all think. So yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yep. Well, uh, I, I agree with Martin. I'm on Martin's team on this. <laughs> thanks, Robert. Thank you. Uh, we'll come back, Tommy and Rami. To see. All just haters. But he'll break down. I mean, no, are you a Swifty? I mean, is that I'm not a Swifty, but you guys, you guys are just haters. Okay. I mean, if that's what I mean, I, I don't mind if I, I can name two Taylor Swift songs. I can name twenty Taylor Swift songs. Well, that's good. What does that get you? I mean, lots of girlfriends. I don't know. There you go. We'll continue with more of the game. T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC. Your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan Byer. Some injury news to start out Sunday in Baltimore. The Ravens will have Mark Andrews available when they face the Chiefs. Here we are now, you know, going to the AFC Championship game, feeling healthy, feeling good, and um, I'm excited to help this team um, in this upcoming game. Mark Andrews, not the only one happy that he's going to be back. So is his quarterback, Lamar Jackson. It means a lot to, to all of us. Um, what it means to me is I, I got another security blanket. You know, I'm on the field, him, likely, and the rest of the guys uh, just ready to get after it right now. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh said that he was confident corner Marlon Humphrey's going to play on Sunday after missing the last two games because of a calf issue. Humphrey is listed as questionable for the contest. On the Chiefs' side of things, running back Isaiah Pacheco and wide receiver Kadarius Tony carry questionable tags. Pacheco has said all week long that he's going to play, while Chiefs guard Joe Tooney has been ruled out with a pec strain. 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel spotted on the practice field today, still waiting for his status for Sunday's game against Detroit. Alabama Credit Union. Feel good about your money. AlabamaCU.com. The mobile app makes banking so much more convenient. All the mobile deposits many times. You don't even have to go into the bank to manage your money. Whether we're talking about checking, savings, mortgage, home equity loan, financing a vehicle. And remember, Roll Tide, show your pride with the official credit card of the University of Alabama Alumni Association. AlabamaCU.com. 
Alabama Credit Union with great branches all over West Alabama and throughout the state of Alabama. Alabama Credit Union. I, I do more than anyone. I used to. I didn't delegate anything to anybody. But I didn't delegate a lot of authority right? because I felt like then I had to get it done. I had to make it. And if I did it myself, I, I was going to do the best I could. That was a mistake. But now, and I think it's better, uh, I delegate nearly everything. We're also honoring a legend. His name, Coach Paul Bear Bryant, passed away this day 41 years ago. We've been taking your phone calls, just kind of asking you a question to help us honor Coach Paul Bear Bryant. We've went through the win total, 323 wins overall, 232 of those coming at the University of Alabama, six national titles, 14 SEC titles, 29 bowl appearances, Three-time National Coach of the Year, 72-2. and two. Uh, We've had some great guests here. Kirk McNair was with us. We had Brent Beard. We're taking your phone calls, and we'll go Tommy and Romulus, J-Rob, and an Elias. We do have two lines available at 205-342-9904. Let's go to Tommy Romulus. Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm having a great day. Yeah. I mean... It's just awesome to go and look at our history of Alabama football, the sport, of all the legend coaches we have had. And I think we have had three goats. Uh, Wallace Wade won three national championships. Coach Bryant won six. Nick Saban won six. So that just tells you. And they brag about Frank Leafy at Notre Dame winning four. Well, yeah, he won more than Wallace, but shoot. If the politics of the 30s with George Denny would have left Wallace wrong, he'd probably have stayed to the mid-50s, and he'd have been just as successful here still than he was at Duke. He became Duke when he was coach, and they named a stadium after him. So that tells you how good a coach Wallace Wade was. So, I mean, it's a long... The torch has been passed. So... uh. I coach don't wear nice suits. I'm like, my God, I guess they're going to check to see if he get manicures on his toenails or fingers or something. I mean, they nitpicking. And I told you this two weeks ago. Well, they, they're, they're digging this big hole, Tommy. It just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. It's the noise I was going to tell you. End of the world. He won't retreat. Remember this. Everybody loved Lane Kiffin. I was pulling for him to come here, but the politics. Like, Lane Kiffin was at the Raiders. Nobody can win when Al Davis, when he was alive. And I'm going to say something bad, and you're going to get mad at me. And the same thing with the Cowboys. When you have owners think they're smarter than the coach and knows everything, 
you're not going to have a winning professional team on program. And Alabama had interference to them 13 years, Coach Bryant, you know, till we got the next national championship, and we win another 17 years. It was Alabama inside of doing it, messing with the program. Oh, I want this to go this way. I want this. It's egos. And Nick Saban told Mal Moore, I'll take the job, but I'm going to be in control of my football program. And Mal Moore, I saw the mess for 17 years or 13 years, said, it's your show, Nick. And Mal Moore made the right choice. And history would judge them highly successful. Going back to Coach Brian. Yeah, please. What can you say? He was a leader of men. He wanted to be a good football player, but he wanted to be a good man as a father, as a husband, as a community leader. He was a teacher of men, and that's what we had in Nick Saban. Alabama been very, and Coach Stalin was the same way. I, we've always had that, and that is our foundation. People want to talk about wins or like that. When you lay that foundation like that, you're going to get to wins. It's just very simple, plain and simple. But people are just talking about, well, if he don't go 10 and 10 this year, he's a failure, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, Coach Stalin went 0-3 his first three games, and we got embarrassed by Coach Snellenberg at Louisville. And look what he did. Two years later, we won a national championship. Stalin had another six very successful years at the university winning that. And Nick Saban went 7-6. And we went 12-2 and the next year. And the third year, we went 14-0. I mean, the foundation is there. Well, but but it's, you know, what I was talking about with Robert a couple of minutes ago, when we look back at Les Miles, and what he took over was a short-term Nick Saban. He's 17 years in Tuscaloosa. I mean, this this foundation's reinforced with rebar, and what's the uh, what's the uh, the metal material that everybody makes tomato cages out of? Tommy, you'll know this. What, what's it called? Chicken wire. I was gonna say the stuff you put no, on the face. Uh, no, it's uh, it's the wire. It's like reinforcement, right? You you put uh-huh. the mesh down, and then then you lay concrete. Why they got different names for it? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, what I'm talking. It's like you do rebar, but then you can also just lay down. Everybody makes tomato cages out of them, uh, yeah, I, but I can't think of the, the word. But it's you lay it down in the foundation of of a concrete, and it reinforces the concrete. Well, that's what's been done in Tuscaloosa for seventeen years. Uh, you know, when you when you think about uh, LSU, he was just there for four years. Well, okay. Let me just put it this way: I do not want to insult our good fans in Baton Rouge and Louisiana, but they won national championship. We're pretty dumb coaches, okay? Les Miles would eat grass, and he would say some of the stupidest, acidized things he could say. And, uh, to chose one, I think, got in the gumbo and the bourbon at the same time. I don't know, you know, you know he'd get wound up, and, you know. So, I mean, and we got a good guy. And I've heard today, oh, if Harbaugh left a month earlier, oh, Mason had gone after the Alabama new coach. Well, yeah, I've heard that he was open for other jobs if he stayed another year at 
Washington. Like maybe Southern Cal, Lincoln Raleigh not getting it. He's leaning towards a pro. Or Chuck Kelly at UCLA. Or even the Ohio State coach, Ryan Day. I'm like, if the man mentioned in those schools, the man can coach, okay? I'm getting real sick and tired of people. Well, he's going to be another Hawk. I mean, he's going to be another Brian Hawson. I'm like, no. Well, when people say that, it shows you. Well, it shows you. When people say that, it shows you how ignorant, ignorant they are. Well, no, they hate us. I mean, what is it other than being from that geographical region that Brian Harson and Ken DeBoer have in common? Well, one is coach at Washington, the other one did... uh, What was he uh, state? Yeah. I mean, we called him Coach Wikipedia for a reason. Nobody knew of him. Nobody knew of him. The number one website in the state of Alabama when he was hired at Auburn is it was Wikipedia. Yeah, but, I mean, he was he was Arkansas State for one season. Then he went to Boise State for six seasons. Then he went to Auburn. Yeah. And look what Auburn did to him. Try to ruin his life, his family. Well, I did think it was kind of ironic when Bo Bounds said that Auburn would have hired Lane Kiffin had it been for the social networks. What do they do? They go out and hire Hugh Freeze. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up, Tommy. No, you can't no. make this up. I mean, no. Uh, script writers could make a better script, a story yeah. of stupidity, if you must use the word stupidity for this. I okay. mean, I mean, it's really mind blowing at times. Tommy, I mean, what you what you got planned for the weekend, man? You got anything planned? You got big plans? Not really. It's supposed to rain. Uh, it's too warm to look at Bambi. I was in your neighborhood about hour ago, so, you know, I was helping a friend out, a tree fell with his, uh... His dock. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it did a it did a whooping on him. It did a whooping on his, uh, dock a couple of, uh, weeks ago. So, uh, well, yes, he did. I don't think we can pull that tree off. I don't know how he'll have to get really professional people to get that. Yeah, that, that one was a little bit of a trick. Uh, I've got plenty of chainsaws from, uh, our good folks there at Northport Power Equipment. But uh, I think that's going to be a, uh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's going to be a. I told my brother, I looked at him, I said, y'all not getting in no boat. Yeah. That limb. Well, we got, a, we got a big rabbit hunt tomorrow morning uh, with a group from the athletic department. But, uh, oh, I mean, you think we could get Kayla on the board down? Maybe maybe teach him a little bit about the southern culture? Oh, sure, but we won't. He's not, I mean, he's invited, but I don't think he's coming. But, uh. He needs to be recruiting new prospect because, you know, he knows nothing about the South. He don't know how to coach out here. You know, Lane Kiffin came from the Raiders after being fired. Then one year at Tennessee, then he went to Southern Cal to get fired. Then Nick Saban, rest, you know, helped him with his career. Then he went to, what, Central Florida. Then he went to uh, now Ole Miss. I think he can coach football. I think they'll both be fine. I think we'll be fine. Tommy, thank you, man. Roll Tide. Right back to you, J. Rob Montgomery. J. Rob, good afternoon. You're in the game. Happy Friday, and roll tide, Ryan Fowler. How good, are you? Good. I didn't realize how country that sound. Uh, we got a rabbit hunt tomorrow, J. Rob. You want to go rabbit hunting? It don't say. It sounds familiar to me because I I've heard you say it more than once before. Well, we, so. it's it's an annual thing that we do. It's a big uh, big gathering. Yeah, it's, it's your thing, man. 
But uh, you might be hunting in the uh, hunting in the uh, rain tomorrow. But you you'll survive. You survived the uh, the cold. That what last well, week? I got a, week I've got a canoe. Last. I've got a canoe. I mean, we we can get out there and you might need it. A duck boat. You might need a duck boat. Um, that might be an option. It might be an option. So, uh... well, Ryan, I have to be honest with you. When I woke up this morning, I saw that it was uh, January twenty sixth. I thought to myself. I better not forget that it's my wife's birthday, or I'm going to get it. So that was my first. So oh. if you woke up, you didn't already have the present. So did you have to go out and get something, or did you? Uh... We, I mean, we 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 we've gotten to the age now to where we, you know, if we want something, we go get it. It's it's not one of those things that we have to do for each other. And I'm if I if I need to get her something, she'll tell me to get it. You know, so that's I mean that's where that's where we are. In our uh, in our life, and I aren't think you, aren't you dead that day? Same way, yes, 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 absolutely. So, Coach Brian, what what a special man that guy was! What a what a legend! What an icon! What a rock! What a hero he was! I I can't say nothing about that guy that hadn't already been said today. But I, I just know I, I have a lot of special memories of Coach Brian and growing up thinking about what an imposing figure the guy was and how, I mean, how when he talked, not only did the state listen and everybody around him listen, the, the whole nation would listen. And, uh, he, he also took time on his radio show every week. When he would talk about the players, he would also mention their mother and their father. So he cared about his players, his coaches, his university, his state. So you just can go on and on and on about Coach Bryant, and I think Coach Saban has a lot of the same qualities, don't you? Don't you think? Absolutely, yes. And and I think they get more out of their team because I think they it's just, it's authentic. It's authentic. Yeah. And and they just have to have a knack. For getting the best out of everybody, getting the the best out of each person, whether it be the best uh, field field preparer or the the best center or the best running back, he got they have the they have the knack to get that out of them. You know, you understand what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. And we've had players that have talked about that, where I didn't think I had anything left, and they were able to find that extra few percent. Yeah, it was, uh, and we're, I'm just so lucky. Where were you at, J. Rob, when you find out that when you found out that Coach Brian had passed? Well, I, I, I was 19 years old. I was in I was in uh, technical school in Montgomery, and our our instructor coming into the classroom. He went out of the classroom because somebody comes to the door, and then he came into the classroom and broke the news to us. And it was a it was so sad. It was. We just don't realize how lucky we were to uh, have been around during his years. And, you know, you, you kind of took for granted that, that you know, what he was doing at that time. You, you know, you know, it, when stuff like that's happening, you don't realize it's happening until later on in life. But, you know, you, you appreciate things more later, later in life than you would when, uh, they're happening. Is what I'm. I'm trying to say. Yeah. But you know, uh, just like Coach Saban, uh, 
just finished the, the 17 years at Alabama that uh, just just completed, you know, two weeks ago. We 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 don't appreciate it now as much as we will maybe 20 years down the line. Uh, I you know I'll, I'll be dead and gone. But it, but I think in, in a lot of ways it's starting to hit me now. Well, you better. That's good. Appreciate it now because uh, you know it might not ever happen again in your lifetime. I know it won't in mine. Well, I mean to think about Coach Nick Saban of what, and and I know on the field it was great. But, Jay rob I'll never forget what he did off the field. Oh, he yeah, got at this university into an era that we probably didn't think was possible. We were we couldn't afford one more bad hire, Jay rob No, I I, I remember thinking, you know, well, are we going to get anybody to come to Alabama? We're an embarrassment. I, I really thought that. You know, when, when, when uh, Rick Rod... That that debacle. I want to hear the real and true and untold story about that. When that happened, I I, I mean, I was I just threw my hands out. I said, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I I know part of the story of the Rich Rodriguez, and some of that was an actual athletic department leak that they allowed to get out. Coach Mal Moore was kind of leading them astray because he knew he had a leak in the athletic department, and it got out. Well, I had heard that he really didn't want him. That he just, he just, he did not. He did not. He was just, it was just a ploy to lead everybody to think that that he was going to hire him. But I mean, it got out that he had been hired. So they, all of us. Well, there was there was one particular individual who showed up at Malmore's house, who went knocking on the door of the house, and they were inside getting ready to sign this the board of trustees and, and the people that were obviously influential or influential into navigating all this and said they were inside the house. This particular individual had to go pounding on Mal Moore's door. And this is the words he said, don't hire him. Nick Saban has an interest. You don't well, hire him. Great. Nick Saban has yeah. an interest. Jay Rob, I know that guy. I've tried to convince him to come on and actually do a radio show. Uh, he says no, but uh, uh, I know this particular individual very close to Malmore, and he went to his house pounding on the door. And this particular guy, Coach Malmore, said, they can't see you here. They cannot see you here. <laughs> so he took this guy and he hit him in the laundry room at his house. <laughs> and Coach <laughs> Moore went back in and said, you know, guys, we, we've been working long hours on this thing. He goes, why don't we just try to put all this together tomorrow? And that was one of the ways that he persuaded them to wait a little bit longer. Isn't that something? Man, and, and the rest is history. Because they Now got, we know the rest of the story is Paul they, Harvey used to say. They, they got a little bit of feedback, J-Rob, that Nick Saban would <laughs> listen. And Well, I appreciate it, man. And still they were not you. confident when they went to South Florida. Well, you know... Coach Moore built his leg. His legacy was that hire. I mean, that was his legacy right there. And you know, he should. He probably should have a a, a statue somewhere on, on on the campus of him for for what he did. And you know, he did a lot of money raising and fundraising uh, at the university. He did a lot, but the best thing he ever did was hire Coach Saban. Yes, he did. 
Yeah, that 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 was his that was his legacy, and I, I love it when Daniel Moore has put Coach Mal Moore in the background of that legacy continues. Not in the background, up up at the front uh, with Coach Saban. Got a photo of him, and I believe that was after they won the national title in 2012 down in Miami Gardens. And I can tell you a real quick story about that, Jay Rob. I'll never forget it. Never forget it when you talk about Coach Mal Moore. This is a memory of, of mine. It's the it's the morning after press conference. You win the national title. The next morning, they do the trophy presentation inside this room. It's a press conference. Well, Nick Saban refused to stand up by that trophy until Coach Mal Moore had got up on that stage. And it was down in Miami Gardens. Mal Moore was in the back. He didn't want to be in the spotlight. And Coach Saban motioned, come up here. And he, he you could see his, no, that's okay. You, you know, you do it. You do it. Coach Saban refused to stand in front of the statue until Coach Moore arrived up here. He made him come up. And, uh, you know, little did we know uh, that would have been the final championship of Coach Mal Moore. Uh, that's an awesome story, man. That he uh coach coach uh Saban coach loved Saban him. Did, he loved him. He did. He I was gonna say that. He he respected him and had a lot of uh a lot of uh respect for, for Coach Moore. But uh man, this this week of shows has been great, Ryan. I enjoy it. You have a great weekend. And roll tide. Roll tide. J-Rob, thank you so much for being a part of our show. I do remind you about Daniel Moore. If you want to see the legacy continues or maybe you want to see Gravedigger where Isaiah Bond caught that pass and he's moved on to Texas, but he was still part of the great history of the University of Alabama. Jalen Milrow finding Isaiah Bond. You can find it at DanielMoreArt.com. But it's more than just the legacy continues. How about the Coach Saban print? Think about how popular that has become. It is DanielMoreArt.com, DanielMoreArt.com, significant discount for the code word, the game, the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. We're honoring Coach Paul Bear Bryant today. We're taking your phone calls. We're coming back, and we'll go to Elias and Dave and Hoover, Keith and Helena, and many others. T-Town, Tide, 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Venture capitalists who were early investors in 20 different companies now worth over a billion dollars are setting up shop in Tuscaloosa where they hope to lure or discover their next unicorn. Plus, police have arrested the man they believe is responsible for a shooting at a Tuscaloosa apartment complex that left another man in critical condition. And the Northport City Council is working to draw a new Dunkin' Coffee Shop to their side of McFarland Boulevard. Don't forget there's a severe weather threat this Saturday. With our information guide, you'll find everything you need at TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage. And sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, TGIF, and we have our hands full for your Friday afternoon commute. Traveling on 69 southbound at Bear Creek Road, you do have a crash blocking the turn lane. And on Lurling Wallace at University Boulevard, kind of deja vu there, you do have that accident smack dab in the center lane, so get ready to make, or actually they just cleared that earlier accident, so now you're unwinding. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tan. Rumsey Environmental, serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers, customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. 
When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. CPA 527 Main Avenue in downtown Northport. Small business and personal income taxes, payroll, sales tax needs. They can also help you with nonprofit or church accounting or auditing in business since 1999. They work for you, not the IRS. When you take on taxes, you got to have someone on your side. It's Don Wada CPA 205-345-5595. 205-345-5595. Don Wada CPA, the official accountant of the game. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with a few periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 67. Tonight's low, 59. Tomorrow, cloudy rain and thunderstorms likely. Some storms could be strong, maybe severe. The high in the upper 60s at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk show in all of Alabama. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. What do you do when your team is down? Down at the half. Are you the kind of person who believes in inspiration, getting them up? Uh... No, I don't think I can do that. We might do it once in a lifetime. Uh, Rockney did it, I guess. No point getting in and raising hell with them then. It's too late. you got to join them. But I had one experience I'd like to tell you about that I really enjoy. We were playing Tennessee a couple of years ago, and we got out there, and they got us down 17 and nothing. And we went to have it. It was perfect for me. I knew what I was going to say. And I told him, and I meant it. I said, I'm so tickled to death. I'm just so happy that we're behind and we're in this position. We're going to see how much class we got. We're going to see how good we are. If we're not good enough, if we're good enough, we go back and beat them. If we're not, well, we'll find out. Fortunately, they went back and beat them. I don't think, I think they felt the same way. I don't think what I said meant anything to them. They felt the same way. They're going to just remind them that they could find out how much class they had and how good they were, and, and they did. That uh, audio is courtesy of the Bryant Museum. We greatly appreciate those guys for helping us out, as we have done for several years. Matter of fact, I was looking back at that audio. I think they sent me that in 2013. So uh, Brad is, uh, Brad Green is is awesome uh, worker there that uh, is a part of the Bryant Museum, and appreciate those guys there. Uh, let's continue. Let's go to L. Yes, L. Yes. Good afternoon on a free for all Friday, sponsored by Brian Harden Construction. L. Yes, how are you? I'm good, Ryan. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good too, man. All right, man. Uh, I'm enjoying these uh, these clips uh, with uh, Coach Brian. Uh, you know, I was born in '79, so I you and I are close. Born with, yeah, we don't remember. Yeah, so no, not at all. So I just hear the stories and you know, I read the little you know articles here and there about him. But uh, he he sounds like a coach that you would definitely want to play for and get you motivated to get you ready for every game. So uh, I'm enjoying the clips that you are playing. So really uh, motivational and inspiring as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I guess uh, what else is on your mind, my friend? A uh, couple of things. Uh, do you think they will be a saving museum? 
how, like how we got the Bryant Museum, would there be a Saving Museum? That would be nice. With, you know, with a, uh, like a setup, how he had the office and the athletic department complex and everything like that. You know, you know how that he got a, all. That's a great question. Um, how do we honor Coach Saban? I think that would be one thing to do. But it, and, you but know, I, I you love know, what all the Kurt said earlier when he said, um, Naming the field is not significant enough. No, it's not. It's not. Because how many times no, do we go to a place and we don't know what the field's named after? Right. <laughs> right. Um, Bryant, Diddy, not, and call it Bryant-Saban Stadium. Saban-Bryant Stadium. Would you call it Saban-Bryant Stadium or would you go alphabetical and go Bryant-Saban? Bryant-Saban. Bryant-Saban, yeah. I think uh, I agree with uh, Noah on that. Yeah, Bryant-Saban. Then you go that route, but um, better yeah, save I mean, better save an area for Kellen Labor. I mean, we're we're not going to rule him out either. I mean, I mean, oh no, absolutely <laughs> not, absolutely not. And um, to all the people that's questioning about uh, what's going to happen with Bama next, we will have the last laugh. I'm telling you right now, and I'll, today is the 26th. Do not be surprised next year that after the Iron Bowl, we are 12 and 0. Do not be surprised if we're twelve and zero. I would not be surprised at all, because the guys that are in that locker room now and getting ready for fifth quarter workouts, those guys have a huge chip on their shoulder. They're ready. And not only that, but thinking about the guys that we potentially have coming in once this portal really opened up. So don't be surprised that we are twelve and zero. And not and not only that, I just thought about it as well. Now you're going to see a totally different scheme for Alabama. Totally different. Everybody was so used to the three-four scheme. You know we're going to change that defense sure. scheme, and then our offense. Oh my goodness! Ain't no telling what type of plays we're going to have out the woodworks. But I just hope, like uh, I told Tony, and with Tony remember that we use Miro to his strengths, just like he. Uh, uh, Coach DeBoer used Michael Penis to his strengths. If we do that, oh, my God, we're going to have an unbelievable season. I, it now. I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, it, it's when you look at this season, um, there'll also be less pressure. Well, I say less pressure. Probably less than Coach Saban because it was literally Absolutely. a national title or bust. I mean, we've exactly. already lowered some of those expectations. Yeah, I, I, I see that as well. But uh, I don't think Coach DeBoer is going to uh, lower those expectations. I think he's going to take it, take the ball, the uh, ball on the head of him and just run with it and just do what he got to do. And then he already put the staff in place to, you know, join the ride. So I think it's going to happen. So um, also I had one to mention that uh, yeah. I wanted to put out there on the radio. I hope my guy uh, – Tony gets his opportunity coming up this next football season for uh, Tuscaloosa County High School. Um, they have a head uh, coaching vacancy open, so I hope he's the next guy in line to get it. Oh, are you talking so, about uh, Coach Ford? Yes, yes. I did not realize that he was in the running for it. Uh, yeah, and I know Coach Ford from being at Sipsy Valley. I know yes. him from, you know, played at Holt, went to play at Troy, and uh, – mm-hmm. uh, you said Tony Antonio's how I know him, but uh, Coach Ford. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's my former teammate and classmate as well. So him and um, Kendrick Classic, that's um, the assistant defensive coach out there as well. 
that uh, he's the one that won Super Bowl with the uh, Saints after Katrina. Okay, I didn't realize that. So you guys were in the same class, and uh... well, he graduated ninety six. I graduated ninety seven. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they used to bully me in practice when I was a uh, freshman. <laughs> <laughs> but, nothing nothing but got, wrong with that. But it got nothing. me so. No, not at all. I appreciate it. I tell about the time. I appreciate if y'all bullied me because uh, I became a linebacker in high school. I never thought I would be. So I was grateful. But, uh, yeah, man, just um, getting ready to go call some uh, church league games. So that's all I got for the weekend. And still playing catch up from the bad weather last week, trying to play catch up with all these para games and church league games, getting those caught up. So. Um, pretty Super wild cool. weekend, just yeah. So, looking forward to that, and uh, just looking forward to these uh AFC NFC playoff games. Very exciting times. Who, for are, Detroit, we, who so. are we pulling for? Detroit? Is that where we're going? I'm pulling for Detroit. I would like to see Detroit, you know, get there because I know that city needs something like that right now, and it's been a long time. <laughs> I re- I really would like to see uh Baltimore in it, but uh as well. But uh, Kansas City on the road right now. But I would like to see Lamar Jackson get to the Super Bowl. I would. I well, really like to see him you know, we're that. talking about Taylor Swift, uh, and I guess Martin must have stirred the pot this morning and said he wants to see <laughs> the Chiefs lose simply because of Taylor Swift. Uh, I, I think I'm on Team Martin. Uh, I, I, I think uh, I think his brother took the spotlight from her last week when he uh, well, <laughs> celebrated with his I shirt bet, off. I bet she didn't like that. <laughs> No, not at all, because he stood right in front of her and took the spotlight. I I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. But, you know, that's him supporting his brother. So that was that was awesome right there. That was a good shot. Elias, do you but, listen uh, to Taylor Swift? Have you got it in your phone? You got it in your phone? Oh, no, sir. Okay. No, sir, I don't. Okay. Smart <laughs> no, man. Sir, don't. Smart my daughter, man. My daughter loves it, though. So my daughter loves it. I mean, I'm sure she's a talented so, musician, but I, I kind of prefer absolutely. the older stuff. You know, just uh, – it's uh absolutely absolutely so um but um that's it and um i just hope and everybody have a safe weekend i've already seen a few accidents already heading home so everybody just be safe out there and be mindful of the weather and on uh, roll tide roll tide thank you elias thank you man yes sir roll tide right back to you let's go to dave uh noah you give me the stop sign all right let me stop sign here i'll come back dave and hoover will be next up t-town tide 100.9 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 1530 McFarland Boulevard, eat Southern, be Southern, all the biscuit sandwiches, the great Southern cuisine like the bacon wrap, meatloaf, the fish and taters, all the great sandwiches like the Yardbird, the great salads, the daily lunch and dinner specials Monday through Saturday at Southern Owl House. We've also opened up an additional part of Southern Owl House and expanded with our catering needs there to fulfill what you're looking for. 205-248-7500. Ask for Taylor. 205-248-7500. Catering from a small party to a large corporate event. Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. On the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Monday. We'll look back at the Alabama LSU game. We'll also talk with Doug Bell in the second hour. Get his thoughts on Nick Dunlap and his professional career starting at Pebble Beach this weekend. Inside the Locker Room, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. 
Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Summer has come and passed. The innocent can never last. Wake me up when September. You know, it's funny thing about football. You know, you win up a game in one play, and but you never know when that's going to happen. So you prepare your people for the the big play. If they're trying to win the game on every play, they'll make the big play. A tough game, a tight football game. It'll be five or seven big plays, and they'll win the game. But you don't know when they're coming. And if you're not trying to win on every play, you may or you may not make them. But none of that makes any difference unless you have a plan to stick to it. And then if you're ready to play on Saturday, if you are motivated, and I don't know how to motivate you, I think this, that big games, the media, the atmosphere on the campus, uh, they'll, they'll be motivated. But they know, I don't, I can't tell, but they know on Friday whether they're going to win or not because they know whether they have confidence in themselves they can beat the guy. What a great uh, audio clip that we're sharing. And every time I hear some of this, just the life lessons that you can take away from the game of football. Let's continue with more phone calls. It is a free-for-all Friday here in Tuscaloosa. It just so happens today, as always, presented by Brian Harden Construction. But on January the 26th, we always take a minute to honor Coach Paul Bear Bryant. We also do this on September the 11th. Uh, September the 11th falls right in the, the start of football season. So, uh, sometimes it gets kind of a little bit overshadowed. So January the 26th, we always honor the legend. And to continue that, let's go to Dave in Hoover. Dave, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Listen, uh, I've got a little Bear Bryant story. Please, uh, We yes. moved, moved from Atlanta to uh, from Marietta, Georgia, to here 10 years ago. So I graduated high school in 79. So my junior year fall football season would have been 77. And we had two players that were being highly recruited. And uh, so we had Coach Bryant, Vince Dooley, Johnny Majors, and then oh, I can't remember the coach's name from Mississippi State. It wasn't Jackie Sherrill. It was before him. But uh, I was on the end standing right next to Coach Bryant on the sideline. <clears throat> I just kind of glanced up at him, and, and he, he he said, uh, so uh, how you doing, young man? I said, uh, Coach, I'm fine, man. I'm fine. How about you? And he goes, oh, I'm fine. Fine as well. Thanks for asking. But he hadn't looked at me. You know, he's just looking at practice. He's got a cigarette in his mouth, as everybody did. Even our coaches on the field were smoking. You know, there's cigarette butts all over the place. And so uh, he says, well, young man, what position do you play? I said, uh, well, coach, I, I'm a defensive end. He said, why, well, boy, you must be one SOB. One mean SOB is all I can say. But I can tell you, he didn't use it. He didn't abbreviate sure. it. You know? Uh, and, and he's never looked at me. He's talking in that cigarette is bouncing in his mouth, you know, watching practice. And I said, well, coach, actually, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a receiver. He said, yeah, I kind of gathered that by the number 12 on the back of your jersey. And, uh, when he said that, that's when it kind of dawned on me that, you know, the guy had, hadn't looked at me. I'm standing right mm-hmm. next to him. He probably glanced over, but, you know, when, when you're a coach and you're looking to recruit people, you're out on the field. I'm done with baseball. You're always looking for people to pass the eye test. And trust me, a five eight hundred and sixty pound receiver ain't, ain't somebody that's gonna pass the eye test. But uh but that's when it, I realized that this guy he, he he gets it. You know he sees everything, and uh it was it was a pretty funny uh, little. Uh, no, I love I love those type of little stories <clears throat> like that. I mean, with Coach Paul Bear Bryant, and and as you were talking about the cigarette, I was reminded about uh Jeff Rutledge that we had on a few years ago. Excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, back in the summer to talk about recruiting. 
And he said that his mother just got some brand new carpet. He said beautiful white carpet. Back in, I was born in 78. That used to be the style. Well, white carpet was, was it was yep. the style. He said his mother got a brand new white carpet. He said, you know, they'd saved up money, bought this white carpet. He said, Coach Bryant, first recruiting visit. He had heard a rumor that he was considering going to Auburn. And so he swung by Jeff Rutledge's house, and he said the cigarette he's got in his mouth. He tells the story much better. He said he, he dripped it to the side, and he said those ashes fell right down in his mother's white carpet. Oh and, and, and literally, like, I guess there was like a scorched hole there in his carpet. And he goes, uh, sorry about that. You know, and, and he just goes right back to, right back to saying, did I hear right? You're really considering going to Auburn? And he goes, do you want to win a championship? And he said, absolutely, sir. He said, well, you won't win one down there. And he got up <laughs> and left. And, you yeah. know, <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, I yeah. love these stories. I mean, because they help us preserve history. I mean, I was born in seventy eight. I don't remember this, but you guys do, and it's stories mm-hmm. like this. So, who was who were they recruiting at your school? So we had two players: uh, Tim Bobo, who was a senior that year, no relation to uh, Mike Bobo, uh, but he ended up going to Georgia and playing on the national championship team. He was a in high school. He was a safety and a receiver. Pretty big kid for that time. Uh, he was about six two, about one ninety, and he ran. He was a track team too. So, but he ended up going to Georgia, playing on a national championship team as a rover. Our high school coach couldn't believe it. He said, "I can't believe him playing rover because he didn't like getting hit. I can't believe he's going to hit somebody because he just didn't like getting hit, you know." And then there was uh, Daryl Purvine, who was a, a sophomore, who was a middle linebacker, an undersized middle linebacker, but he he also had speed. He did go to Alabama, but. Uh, he was there for a year and had some uh, health issues, uh, I think like, you know, knee or back or something. So uh, he wasn't there very long. But, yeah, that's two guys that uh, he was there looking at. Dave, what do you think about Kalen DeBoer? Uh, I like the guy. I mean, he's won everywhere he's been, you know, and people talk about, you know, well, he doesn't really have ties to the South as far as recruiting, but Urban Meyer didn't either. So I, I, I think if you've got it in you and you've got the ability – and and I think you build trust with these. That's what they want to see, especially the parents, you know. And I think he comes across as a guy that uh, that you can trust and that you can leave the kids with. That's that's the big thing that moms and dads want to see. Well, and you could also add it to Nick Saban. He didn't have any ties to the South either. I mean, he played at Kent State, right. uh, spent his yep. time at Syracuse, West Virginia, Ohio State, Navy, yep. Michigan State as a defensive coordinator. Went to Houston. He did play uh, there as a uh, excuse me as a coach under Jerry Glanville. Uh, then he went mm-hmm. to Toledo. Uh, then he went to Cleveland yeah. with Bill Belichick. Then he went back to Michigan State. Then he went to LSU. So he had no ties to the South either. Uh, right. And he was one of the greatest recruiters in the history of sports. So, uh, yep, that's right. Dave, thank you again yeah, for being a part of our show. You got it. Thank hey, you. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Take care. Dave in Hoover. We're going to continue here with more phone calls. Did you give me another break sign, Noah? It's already time for another one. Okay. Can okay. you believe that? Man, you have to be the mean guy. I mean, I could probably go like nine hours like we did a couple of. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm stingy here. I'm stingy with these minutes. All right. I'm going to get to Keith and Helena coming up on the other side. Uh, T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. The struggle is real on Lurleen Wallace on the northbound lanes at 20th Street. You've got it. Looks like an accident in the area. It's got traffic very tight. A long snake uh, snake line is going to take you back past 15th Street. And we're also dealing with delays on Highway 69 southbound at Bear Creek Road. This accident is going to knock out your turn lane and it's keeping you slow as well. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports on a Monday edition of the program. We'll add Kennington Smith III of The Athletic to the conversation. We'll review Bama's big weekend versus LSU. Did they keep it rolling against another set of Tigers? We'll talk about that. And, of course, at the top of the menu will be Kalen DeBoer's weekend and what happened with the Crimson Tide football program. We have those conversations and more. And the phone line is always open at 205-342-9904, the Alabama One Hotline. We'll talk to you on Monday. Roll Tide. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with a few periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 67. Tonight's low, 59. Tomorrow, cloudy rain and thunderstorms likely. Some storms could be strong, maybe severe. The high in the upper 60s at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where the legends of Alabama football hang out. Lacey, huge hole. Touchdown. Alabama touchdown. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. When you select uh, that coach and you know that someday he's going to leave you, what kind of development do you give to that coach? Do you work I, I try to help him get jobs. They know that. I try to help them get jobs. I love to lose them. I love for them to get a better job. That's the name of the game. We featured yesterday the five star wide receiver. Absolutely. Ryan Williams. Uh, if you missed that, tied109.com, tied109.com. Let's continue and we're going to take more phone calls. Let's go to Keith and Helena. Keith, good afternoon. You're in the game. What's happening, my brother? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I pulled something out. My mother, uh, God rest her soul, she uh, she was at Alabama the the year that uh, she was a senior the year that Bear Bryant came, and uh, she left me a paper. It's dated Thursday, January 27, 1983, it's the Dothan Eagle, where we're originally from. Uh, the article was written by Ron Ingram, and I'm just going to read you one part of it. It said, "Yesterday at 1:30 p.m., a hero died." Paul Bear Bryant was a many things to many people, but most people of all, he was a hero. The winningest coach in college football history touched many lives. He also said he exemplified the true meaning of the word hero. A part of us all who knew and loved him died for him today because his very presence, in, you know, endangered us. It gave us strength, basically. So <clears throat> I always kept this. It meant so much to me because when I remember I was in the bus line, I was in seventh grade, Honeysuckle Middle School, and whenever we heard Bear Bryant had passed, we didn't want to believe it. You know, um, and not to get petty here, but the Barnard's kids were happy, just like when Saban, you know, retired. And um, so I remember that day when I got home, I didn't believe it. And my mother was crying. And uh, at that point, I knew that he'd passed. 
And uh, I, I didn't ever think we would see what I saw. Because I, saw, I remember I was a kid. I was young, but I was 78, 79. Um, in my neighborhood, I don't know if you ever heard of Tommy and Steve Wade. Both played at Alabama, from Dothan, Alabama. And uh, uh, there's a picture that hangs in the Oyster Bar, Dothan, Alabama, Hunt's Oyster Bar. And it's got uh, Steve and, and Coach Bryant standing over Tommy as he was signing his letter of intent at Alabama. And uh, I remember Mr. Tommy telling me, he said, I, he said, I was real nervous that my big brother was standing behind me. He said, he said, but I couldn't hardly write knowing that Coach Bryant was standing there behind me. But that picture still hangs up in Hunt's Oyster Bar in Dothan, Alabama. But um, I you, you brought it, it was, up uh, right we there. Very, Tell me the name of the place again. Hunt's Oyster Bar. That place is incredible, the two, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, Tommy the, Wade. He was he was my neighbor, and his big brother Steve. They both played at Alabama. Went on to uh, play. Uh, got signed with Dallas Cowboys. Both of them. It was ironic. Both of them got hurt, so they didn't get to play pro ball. Uh, but they were there in the heyday of, uh, of Coach Bryant. I used to, I used to go right up the street and listen to uh, Mr. Tommy just tell us, you know, stories of Coach Bryant and the influence he had on his life. And you know, if you listen to Coach Saban, the way he did things and the way that these clips are rolling out, although they were different people, Coach Saban and Coach Bryant, they were the same. You know, every play, take every play in its own life. You know, Coach Bryant believed that. Because you don't know what when that play is going to change the game. You know, and I remember uh, uh, Mr. Tommy telling me that when Coach, you know, getting toward the end of his career, you know, he he said something to me that always meant something. He said, Coach Bryant was getting older and the players were getting younger. And if you look at Coach Saban now, I know he's in a lot better health than everything that Coach Bryant was, and it's a different time. But the players are getting younger. Their attitudes are different. And Coach Saban was getting older. You know, so it's all like uh, we're so fortunate as Alabama fans to have these two legends, you know, and I've got to see both of them in my lifetime. And um, I remember Stan Mishima was from Dothan, Alabama. And I remember uh, 78 and 79 watching those games. I remember <laughs> I remember Coach Bryant smoking on the sidelines in the Superdome, you know. Um, but it's just it's, he was such a great person. And uh, as a small child, it just it formed me, you know, just hearing stories through Mr. Tommy. And um, I just wanted to share that with you. Well, Keith, was, an Alabama fan. Fred, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want I wanted to give you one thing. I told you Freddie Roach was staying. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you, you look back and you think about Alabama fans. We're no doubt playing with house money. We've went through right. two of these eras where we won six national titles, one in 17 years, one in 25 years. No wonder they hate us, Keith. No wonder they're jealous of everything we have. Yeah, it just it it almost brought something up that whenever you know Coach Saban retired and we hear they're rolling tumors corner, you know I remember being nothing in seventh grade, surprises me with that bunch of hillbillies down there. Nothing. But I remember those I remember those kids in Dothan, Alabama, the Barners celebrating Coach Bryant's death. Think about that. Nothing's changed, but I got bad news for him. I think we got somebody that's fixing to run it up against them again. Because I don't think Hugh Hefner Freeze is ready for what's coming. I think you're a hundred percent. Yeah, you you were right. I, the first day we were hired, I called in. I was kind of you know suspect because I was still over. You know, Saban had just left. The more I learned about this guy, the more I'm hearing about this guy. The staff he's put together. What Ryan Williams said yesterday. If you can't read between the lines of what's coming, pretty exciting stuff. And I don't think Hugh Hefner Freeze is going to be ready for what's coming. Well. 
the 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 as Coach Brown always said, the mamas and the papas. Could you imagine the mamas and the papas? Whether it's you know, whomever, um, Kalen DeBoer, you any about, of his coaching you, staff. Uh, you think about yeah, or, or about Hugh Coach Freeze. DeBoer too. I mean, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're the dad, you, you don't leave the. Uh, Hugh Hefner freeze with your wife. I mean, you know, uh, let, no, me, let me go get no. a glass of sweet tea. Uh, I'm watching you, Coach. I got my <laughs> eyes right here. I'm, I'm watching you. I mean, I, I know your character. I'm watching you. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, you think about Coach DeBoer, too. Uh, you know, people's got this this feeling. Oh, he's from up north. He's, he's from South Dakota, man. Those people are hardy people that hunt, and, you know, the snow and fish and I mean, he's not from the city. He's a tough dude. He might, you know, I love what the guy said today. He's an assassin. He speaks to you nicely. Don't doubt this guy's killer instinct. But I think we've got a great future. Thank you for what you do, Ryan. Thank you for remembering Coach Bryant because he meant so much to us in this state. Always will. I buried my mother. She, well, Her last request was to be buried in uh, University of Alabama. So when we buried her, she had her Alabama stuff on. Um, she always talked about Coach Bryant. She, her senior year, she worked in the lunchroom, in the football lunchroom, and she met Coach Bryant. And, uh, you know, she just always talked about him. And Mr. Tommy always talked about him. It just brought a lot of a lot of memories back. And I appreciate you, Ryan. And roll tide, brother. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the uh, kind words, Sir Keith. And uh, no doubt, when you look at Coach Paul Bear Bryant, we're going to continue honoring him for the final hour. It is a free-for-all Friday sponsored by Brian Harden Construction, ASME certification, I-beam installation, fabrication, if you're building for the ground up, let's build something together. We're going to get to Tony coming up in a couple of minutes, Jay in Athens, and many others. Coming up next, T-Town Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's Dan Byer. 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel will play Sunday in the NFC Championship game against the Lions. In fact, he's off the injury report despite suffering a shoulder injury last week against the Packers. He had to leave that contest but was able to practice today and yesterday. Debo Samuel will go for the Niners against the Lions. The Chiefs will be without guard Joe Tooney against Baltimore in the AFC Championship game out because of that strained pectoral muscle. Chiefs also listing running back Isaiah Pacheco and wide receiver Kadarius Tony is questionable. Pacheco has said all week that he plans to play in the game. Ravens are getting Mark Andrews back against the Chiefs. He's been activated from IR. Pushing myself every day, believing that I was going to be able to come back. And um, It's easy to do when you have great teammates that every day you come in is just, just say that we're going to keep winning for you and we're going to keep winning and um, by the time you're back, it's it's going to be go time. Mavericks without Kyrie Irving tonight against the Hawks. Pelicans forward Zion Williamson questionable to face the Thunder tonight with a bone contusion in his foot. Duke's Eatery right there on University Boulevard, 205 University Boulevard. Call ahead orders, 205-758-2455. We always like to say close enough that you can smell the championships. It used to be the fringe of the campus of the University of Alabama. Now the campus has built around them. When you're talking about a great sandwich like the Nuke's Q sandwich or maybe a great salad, that macaroni and cheese is outstanding. The bowl of soup, a cup of soup, as we uh, lower temps here in West Alabama, you can parlay those and you can Pick a pair. Maybe it's a California-style pizza. Maybe it's the great chicken salad, the pimento cheese. Catering from a small office party to a larger corporate event. Nook's Eatery, 205 University Boulevard. Close enough that you can smell the championships. Go see Joel Bromfield and all the friendly folks at Nook's on University Boulevard. 
going down backwoods, Tennessee byway. One arm on the wheel, holding my lover with the other. 18 national championships, 30 SEC titles. 147 first-team All-Americans, 77 postseason appearances, 45 postseason victories, four Heisman winners, the all-time NCAA scoring leader, and the greatest football coach has ever walked the sidelines. We're highlighting one of those legends in Tuscaloosa. Coach Paul Bear Bryant passed away 41 years ago today. 323 wins, 85 losses, 17 ties. 232, 46 and 9 at Alabama, six national titles, 14 SEC titles, 29 bowl appearances, three time national coach of the year, 72 and 2 at Bryant Diddy Stadium. Where were you? What do you remember about this day in 1983? Noah, we just got a, a tweet in here, and this, uh, this cannot be a dedicated caller or a listener in our program. Hockey by Day Bay. What it says. What does that mean? It, Hockey by day, bay? That's what it says. Maybe they, they're they your bay and they play hockey all day. Maybe that's what it is. So Brad says, I'm laughing my butt off. I'll, I'll use that word. Okay. okay. Uh, he said, the caller on Ryan Fowler's show just called Barner Hugh Hefner Freeze. Then that guy must not listen all the time. We refer to Hugh Hefner Freeze. That's his name. I mean, it's going to get me in trouble one of these days. I'm, I'm literally going to say it in a public environment, like at a press conference, because of Paul and Lincoln. He's taught us Hugh Hefner Freeze. I mean, Paul yeah. and Lincoln came up with that. And, uh, you know, it's accountability. It's accountability. Um, we, we have you to kind of call it. Well, we it. know that the statewide media is not going to judge Auburn in the fair way. They're going to judge them because they pretend that it's 50-50, right? It's no longer 50-50 as I am a rocket scientist. Uh, it, it's probably 70-30. But the statewide media, especially those in Birmingham that love to cater uh, to the poultry science Cal College across the state. Uh, you've been calling him Hugh Hefner Freeze probably for a while. Uh, it's called accountability. Uh, if you and I did some of the things that Hugh Hefner Freeze did at Ole Miss, we wouldn't be on the radio. You know where we would be? Jail. No, I mean, we would be in jail. I mean, if you went out and got prostitutes for 17, 18-year-old kids, um, we'd be in jail. But he was a football coach, so he was immune to it. Special treatment. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest. I mean, and, and so, uh, and that's the part that's never come out. But, uh, you know, he has to hit that head on the pillow, and I hope he's asked for forgiveness, um, Auburn people. I don't know how you pull for him, but, uh, hey, who are we to judge? Tony Tuscaloosa. Tony, good afternoon. You're in the game. Actually, I thought Paul updated it that day to Hugh Hefner's sleeves. <laughs> well, that too. Um, you know, and one thing for sure, if you were if you were Hugh Hefner's sleeve, you wouldn't be at any school. That's right, because you would not be, I mean, you would be prohibited from going to schools. <laughs> Only at Auburn could yeah. you be a leader of men. The creed. But anyway, and he's, why he's do got we want to? He's got a pass. But anyway, I just, I just, I was sitting there we, looking we, at this We guy. have a day today. Yeah, we have yeah. a day today that, that, that we don't need to get down into okay. the, uh, 
into the, the gutter, yeah. you know, into, into, into the sewer, you know, uh, going through. Um, that's our so coach. Question, that's our coach. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Lord, <laughs> that's our coach. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, so the question today is what? Where were you? 1983, January the 26th, 1983. Tony, where were you? I'm going to tell you, um, grew up in Nashville, like, you know, grew up in Brentwood, just outside of Nashville. Uh, not the Brentwood of today. And That's the um, rich side of town, Tony. Well, it was, it, it was the, it was the rural side of Nashville then, where a bunch of country music stars lived out there because they didn't have a bunch of people bothering them. Uh, unlike today. And, uh, <clears throat> I was in school. It was the end of the day, getting ready for basketball practice. And we were in the last, like, you didn't have, we didn't have to go to the last period. We, like, the next to the last period was our last period. The ninth grade middle school. And suddenly the principal gets on the loudspeaker and he says, uh, we have just, found out that Bear Bryant has passed. And I'm telling you, you could hear the entire school gasp. I mean, everyone just went, because it was unexpected. We didn't know he was in the hospital. We didn't know it was, it was serious. And there wasn't anyone heckling. There wasn't anyone saying anything except just total shock. Now I remember we went to basketball practice. We all talk about it. We didn't. We barely talked in that practice. It was solemn. And these are Tennessee kids. These are you know whatever going through. But that's the respect that Bear Bryant had because we he look Alabama's recovery from the Civil War and bias from the Northeast took a really and I'm, I'm not sure we're over it. But it took a really, really long time for the media to get over it. And it was not easy for Alabama to win national championships. No, it was not. That's why we that's why we have so many splits. They wanted Ohio State, they wanted Michigan, they wanted anybody but someone from the South, and then especially Alabama. You know, and you grow up and watching those games and everything, and it was just, it was amazing because it was a Southern thing. Coach Bryant was a Southern thing. And my grandfather, and I, I'll try to run through this pretty quickly. You're fine. My, grand, my grandfather was a Vandy grad. No, my, my mother's father. And um, my father went to Alabama. He actually uh, played football for a year. Blew his knee out. He was 16 years old, kind of like our new recruit. We come in. And um, so I'll tell a story about my dad. First time at Alabama as a team, meeting Coach Bryant as a team. And I'll tell a story about my grandfather and I mean, first seeing Bear Bryant and what it meant. And I'll start with my granddad. So every other year, Vandy knew they had a sellout. And that was when Alabama came to town. And when Alabama came down, and it wasn't like today where all the Alabama fans travel up there. 
it was, you know, a good size Alabama group, but a good but a good size just people there. And and for a Vandy game, this is really hard to believe. The stands were packed as the players were warming up. You go to a Vandy game now, they don't show up. <laughs> the students till the till five minutes for the halftime, you know, going in if they show up. And everyone was there to look at Barry Bryant. Wow. Everyone. I mean, you had to, you didn't get in there and fool around. You got there, you got to the stadium to see Alabama come out. See, Alabama come running out in the field to warm up now. And then gradually this tall guy would come walking out the, the end zone and he'd come down and it was just a slow meandering through the thing. Then he'd come up and he'd look around and he'd lean on that goal post and he'd watch the boys running through their, running through their drills and stuff like that. And let me tell you, every place that Alabama played, the opposing cheerleaders came up and got pictures. It wasn't just like, you know, you see some of Tennessee or Auburn. It was everywhere. Everyone wanted a picture with Bear Bryant because he represented what people thought of as an older way of life, but he also helped bring the South out of that older way of life into modern times. In 19, I guess, 70, 71, when he brought uh, 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 Wilbur Jackson, I think, and uh, Mitchell. John Mitchell. John Mitchell. Onto the thing. That was a big deal. It wasn't official. You know, Tennessee had conjured Holloway, I think, the year before. And they had a couple of things. But it wasn't officially over until Bear Bryant brought him in. And then everyone's like, That's, it's done. Now, it's, everyone needs to do it. And it was, a, it was a really big deal. And Bear Bryant was just bigger than life. He was much bigger than Coach Saban. Not literally, but figuratively. Well, both. Uh, <laughs> he was just—he was I mean, obviously he's literally a foot taller. But, but, but we're trying to. Read. Hey, by the way, next week we'll we'll honor Coach uh, Nick Saban. That's good. Hey, look, just don't bring up a comparison of height. No, we won't. We won't. I mean, there's but, a reason why they got a box there that he can stand up on in the that, media that, room. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, Nick Saban has a lot of, you know, he handled the media differently than Coach Bryant did. You know, well, and Coach he, Bryant knew he had to handle them with kid gloves because they were vipers out there because he was at Alabama. And he wooed them. He smooth talked him, and he talked, you know, and 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 he just was a different cat. I mean, he was a he was a rock star. He was huge, and I was lucky enough to grow up to see that growing up. Uh, my story with my dad. My dad and Charlie Pell both grew up in the northeast part of Alabama, and uh, Charlie Pell was a little older than my dad. But like I said, my dad. Went to Alabama at 16. So they played high school ball against each other and stuff like that. For people that don't know who Charlie Pill is, he's probably the most underrated coach in modern football history. And why I say that is, he is the one. Charlie Pill is the one that is responsible for Clemson football today and Florida football today. 
Neither one of those programs were worth a flip. They were nothing. They were zero, and Charlie Pell loaded them up. And Charlie Pell loaded up the Clemson Tigers, and I think Clemson won it in 81 or something like that. He left the year before to go do that for Florida because the Bull Gators down there said, we have got to have talent. There's no reason we don't have it. He left, let, let his buddy from Gadsden, Danny Ford, coach the team and win the national championship. And then he went down to Florida, and he recruited a guy named Wilbur Marshall. I think he's a Hall of Famer, the Chicago Bears and Washington Redskins. And he put together one of the greatest teams that no one knows about at the University of Florida. They're saying, one of the greatest defenses I've ever seen. Destroyed people. That was Charlie Pell. Well, anyway, my dad and Charlie Pell are at the first day. The first day where you come in for, for practice, everyone gets together, all the freshmen, all 300 of them. <laughs> you know, there was no limit. So they're all there, and they're waiting, and they're on the field. And said, all of a sudden, Dad said, you see this image of this giant coming down through the tunnel where you've got the, you've got the light of day behind him and you just have this uh, silhouette of this giant coming down through the tunnel. And he's like, everyone's, you know, what got really tight. <laughs> and you're just like, Oh my God, that, you know, and they've all met him before, but here he was, it was for real. And he came out there, and they're all waiting to hear what words of wisdom he's going to give them everything. And he asked them, it's like, is everybody okay? Anyone not make it? Everyone got everything what you need? You know, everyone feeling good about being here and all that? You may miss home. We understand that, whatever, we're here to take care of you. Now, what I want you to do, this is it. We're, we're done today, but every one of y'all have got to go back to your room right now and write your mama and your daddy and let them know you're okay. <laughs> and that's what they all did. What a story. They were, oh, I love great? hearing stuff like this. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat because I just, I I was born in 78. And really, in a lot of ways, I'm jealous because I, right. I don't have those Coach Bryant stories. I have to depend on people like you. Yeah, my dad certainly educated me on Coach Paul Bear Bryant, but... Uh, I mean, these stories are what helps us preserve history. And, uh, you know, you know, I lived through that the entire period of the 70s, 71 and 72 and 73. I barely remember, you know, I can remember my uncle kicking the wall when Dave Casper caught the pass and we lost uh, to Notre Dame. And I remember I can barely remember those things, but I remember running through that and being able to really think about it. We should have three-peated. With with Alabama at the end. It should have been 77, 78, and 79. You know, Rutledge throws five interceptions in Lincoln, Nebraska. Five interceptions mm. against Nebraska there, and we still almost won the game. Maybe at the very end, we're driving at the very end. It looks like we're about to come up there. We're about to we're about to beat them, and look, let me tell you, Nebraska was Nebraska then, and he threw a pick, and it just was unbelievable. But then we went ahead and boat raced everyone else the rest of the year, 
And then we and then he played and then we went up against Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl and embarrassed Woody Hayes. That was also the same year that Notre Dame beat an undefeated Texas and destroyed them in the Cotton Bowl, and they went from fifth to first and leaped us. Leaped us. We were number two. We didn't go. Uh, but I remember watching the goal line stand and all that going through. And, you know, they played the Bear Bryant show on Sundays in Nashville. Oh, wow. I mean, think about that. Can you imagine that now? You know, and that may be one request that I could request. Can we improve our coaches' show? It was a big deal back then. Well, it was a I'm big deal. You right now. It, that is just it, something that it is has lost so much. Well, and I'm not talking about the Thursday with Eli. I'm talking about the TV portion. It, and I know that's what sure. you're talking about with Coach Bryant. Sure. Does anybody right. even watch that anymore? Well, this is this is the thing. We're oversaturated with sports now. Oh, maybe that's it. Back then, there was like one game on on Saturday. Think about that. Think about that. And Matt, well, but one one game. That was it. That was it for me to for me to know what was going on when Alabama played Tennessee. I had to I had to listen to it through John Ward, the announcer for Tennessee, who was unbelievable. But that's how you got. So the way to watch to see what the game looked like was on Sunday, and you tell you, all right, let's get us a let's get us a Coca Cola, and let's open us up some potato chips. And let's watch the highlights of the game. And you tell you about the players. Sure. You have sure. no idea. It's like you're just imagining it. Then all of a sudden you had Bear Bryant hold your hand. All right, sit down, everyone. Let's, let's, let's watch the highlights. Well, that's a little so and so. He's quick as a hiccup. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, it was like your granddad talking to you. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me more, coach. It was amazing. I'm blessed to have been able to live through, you know, Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. And let me tell you, we're about to keep it rolling, people. This thing ain't stopping. And I know earlier you said we have adjusted. I don't know who we is. I'm not adjusting. Flip. Okay. It's full steam ahead. We're going to be in the top five to start the season. Full steam ahead. No quarter, and Georgia has no idea what's coming at them. This is going. I'm, I'm telling you, we're we're not going backwards. Tony, it sounds like you're uh, you're on board. I told you once. Once he showed me, there's a couple things I needed to know, and one was the ability to close Southern kids, and now we've got momentum. In our cells, it's going to be very interesting. He did a, an amazing job of, of, of putting the finger in the dike. And we really, I mean, we lost one incredible player. Caleb Downs. That, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's the difference maker. He's the best player in the country. We lost him. We lost a big-time recruit. And then we lost some guys that are good. But we've got lots of, I don't mean good, I mean four- and five-star guys. But we've got guys right behind them. You know, and this guy's going to come in and we're actually going to think about this, people. 
we're actually going to have player development for the first time in how long? Uh, several years. Right? Several years. It, we, That's we have, been the issue. That has been the issue. And and we're reestablishing that. That is going yeah, to be – I mean, because if you can get UW to the national championship game – Oh, God. With what? No five stars? I, I would – I'd have to go back and look. I don't I, think it – Michigan had two. Texas had like eight or something. University of Washington didn't have anything. The highest player he's ever recruited is the kid that just transferred. A four-star. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Let that sink in. That That's why, you know, when you think about developing, um, that, it grabs your attention. And I think when you start looking at these coaches, whether it's the quarterbacks, I mean, think about the coaching that Jalen Milrow is going to receive in the next 45 to 50 days. I mean, you know, and he's already told us he's not tied to a system. He's going to run the system. He did. The best for the players. He did. I mean, you know, Jalen Milrow may not be the best reader of defenses, but holy smoke, everything else is pretty doggone good. Well, don't give up on him. I'm not giving up on him. I'm just saying right Because now, as a grad student, now, we have watched a lot of quarterbacks take that big step. Joe Burrow, who was he prior to – to, to becoming a grad student at LSU. No, he's a backup. It, and he got beat up the first year, right? The time. At LSU, he got yeah. beat up. In the second year, he took he put that it all big together. step. And it's, when you, you we, can we devote that the much most, time to football, it, it allows you to grow. That's right. That's right. And he's going to get, well, who was on there today said he's got the two best quarterback coaches in the country? I did. I said, I mean, <laughs> I mean he, he really does. The award-winning Hollywood Fowler is the one who said it. I did. I did. I did. Think about that. I mean, for the first time in years, our offensive linemen are going to be coached. Our, we're going to have players get better. And the, Hey, by the way, that offensive year. line coach went back to Kentucky, where he came from. I, I hope he stays. That's right. I mean, you know. You know, it, I, I interviewed I hate, him yeah. out in L.A. He was yeah. so arrogant. And I'm, I'm just sitting there going, well, that offensive line, I'm not really sure I'd want to be too arrogant there, buddy. Uh, you know, like we talked about the other day, Hollywood, uh, we kind of had just hit the ceiling. Yes, we had. And that's hard to and say. Hate, and you hate to say that. But you know, you know, you know, who, else, you, you know, you know who else saw it? Nick Saban. Because think about it yeah. when he said he would leave the program. He said, when I can never maintain that standard, he had seen it. Even though this team, and this is, should be an embarrassment of the SEC. If you're Georgia, you're some of these teams that couldn't beat Alabama. That's right. This past year should be a reflection. I wouldn't be taking too many victory laps because if you couldn't no. beat this Alabama team and you allowed them to go in the SEC, that's a reflection on your program. I that. You know, at first I was so upset that we went outside of the South to get someone, but it's all recycled garbage in the South. All the coaches, all everything, if you just put a different hat on and everything going through, and we got a guy coming in here that's going to not just rely on talent. And he's going to get talent. That's already right now. I saw him on the Pat McAfee stuff. He said, it's the most talented team he's ever been a part of in his life. 
He's never seen anything like it. He's going mad. He's like every every he's like, he is. He's like everyone's like going, Oh my goodness, look what we're losing, look what we're losing. He goes, Losing? <laughs> losing? <laughs> <laughs> we, we lost a tackle that gave up more sacks than our entire team. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it just, you know, I'm so, I'm so excited. And like you said, like the award-winning Hollywood Fowler said, it is a breath of fresh air. And I, I reluctantly waited. He, he's still going to got to prove it. But at this point right now, this air is breathing pretty dead gum good. You going to the rapid hunt with us tomorrow? I didn't get an invite. Oh, well, you got an invite right now. You know, I, you know we'll talk about it. Your people talk to my people. TJ's got to sign up because, you know, I got to wear the I invited TJ. I invited TJ. What do you say? He's going. He's a big hunter. Now. Well, he's going deer hunting. He's going deer hunting. He's, well, there you go. Uh, I've been rabbit hunting before. I've been rabbit hunting. I mean, I've been deer hunting. Let, let me say this now. The, this is the who's who of rabbit hunting. I mean, this is – I mean, let me just say this. Uh, there'll be a lot of rabbit hunting, but there'll be a lot of football talk too. How many of the new coaches – you got to say who. But how many of these cats, because they're not from the south, except for one, maybe two. Has ever been on a rabbit hunt? I don't know. Well, well are, are planning on going. Oh, well, no, we don't – we don't even know if I mean there'll be a few, there'll be a few, but not like current assistant coaches, but some former. I mean, okay, yeah, they're, they're still okay. part I, of the I sports. Y'all going, yeah, I, I thought y'all might be bringing them in and have them, you know, a little hey, because these jokers coming from from the Dakotas and I stuff mean, like that. It's not new to them. Well, the only problem is the jackrabbits are in South Dakota, and them things are like, uh, I mean, they're they're gigantic. Okay, I mean, we're hunting these yeah. little cottontails that uh, you know. Yeah, small. Yeah, I, small. I, I, I was a kid, and we went rabbit hunting. I walk around a tree, and there's this rabbit shaking at the bottom of the tree, you know. And he was like, "Shoot it! Shoot it! Shoot it!" I, I couldn't pull the trigger. Oh, you couldn't? No. Okay. Be like shooting Bambi. I mean, a, a rabbit. I mean, we. You know what I'm saying? I'm not cutting into what y'all are doing. I know you got good yeah. job doing that, but you know, what was the rabbit gonna do? You know. <laughs> I mean, his little nose just switching and he's shaking and you know, I, I couldn't do it. So I let a buddy of mine shoot it. Okay. I know that's weak. That's weak. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, I, I don't expect. Weak. I mean, people from the left don't like shooting rabbits. And I <laughs> oh my goodness! The oh my pharmacy goodness. at Midtown. The pharmacy at Midtown. Uh, the Pharmacy at Midtown, your local Tuscaloosa pharmacy, longest independent-owned pharmacy here in Tuscaloosa, providing a wide variety of convenient services. Uh, whether it's just that hard-to-get medication, it's conveniently located right there at the Pharmacy at Midtown, close to the stairs, close to the elevator. Uh, you'll find the great customer service. No driving around the building here. The only sterile compounding facility here in Tuscaloosa. All the compounding needs and that medicine that maybe your dosage has changed or maybe your physician says you need this, but you really don't. That's too much. They can make those customized dosages right there at the pharmacy at Midtown. Tony, appreciate you, man, as always. You know, if you find yourself starting to lean to the left, go to go to pharmacy at Midtown. TJ's got stuff that will straighten you up, straighten you up, just like, you know, 
get you on the on on the right path in like taking some Big Richards supplements straight north and south. <laughs> Roll time. <laughs> We're going to continue. We're going to take more phone calls. Sometimes this show, you never know where it's going to go. It is a free-for-all Friday. I do remind you, presented by Brian Hart Construction, I do remind you about the wharf. Since 1976, a work in Western headquarters for the entire family. They're open until 6 p.m. today. They're open until 6 p.m. tomorrow. So you got another 30 minutes. You'll find it at the wharf right there. The work in Western headquarters, 60 different brands of boots, Wrangler, Levi Lee, Carhartt clothing, Rocky clothing. You'll find work boot, Western boot, casual boot, hiking shoe. You'll find it right there at the wharf. Like I told you a couple of days ago. My brother went over, saved a ton of money, bought a brand new pair of boots a couple days ago, and you'll find it at the wharf since 1976. We roll on. We're going to continue with more phone calls next. T-Town, Todd, 100.9, WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. Venture capitalists who were early investors in 20 different companies now worth over a billion dollars are setting up shop in Tuscaloosa where they hope to lure or discover their next unicorn. Plus, police have arrested the man they believe is responsible for a shooting at a Tuscaloosa apartment complex that left another man in critical condition. And the Northport City Council is working to draw a new Dunkin' Coffee Shop to their side of McFarland Boulevard. Don't forget there's a severe weather threat this Saturday with our information guide. You'll find everything you need at TuscaloosaThread.com. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa Traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We are looking at a long snake line of brake lights on 69 in that northbound direction, starting at Union Chapel Road. And this is going to back you up all the way to McFarland Boulevard. And then we're also, we've got a reported accident on 69 southbound at Bear Creek Road. Skyland Boulevard southbound at Buttermilk Road. That's a fender bender, and that's going to cost you some delays as well. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. With only 43 seconds remaining, facing a fourth and goal from the 31-yard line at Jordan-Hare Stadium, quarterback Jalen Milrow finds himself under immense pressure, scrambling to connect with Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone for a miraculous come-from-behind victory over Auburn. The jaw-dropping 27-24 result came on the 10th anniversary of the kick six. Daniel Moore is proud to announce 4th and 31, his upcoming oil painting featuring the now-famous Gravedigger play. New Life Art is now accepting pre-orders for limited-edition fine art prints and canvases of 4th and 31. See the preliminary pencil sketch for the artist's full-color painting at danielmoreart.com. Pre-order your artwork now by calling 1-800-735-2787 or by visiting danielmoreart.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy with a few periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 67. Tonight's low, 59. Tomorrow, cloudy rain and thunderstorms likely. Some storms could be strong, maybe severe. The high in the upper 60s at 69 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where college football season never ends. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your 
15 years, you back out here in West Texas and got a home up there that's not paid for, and you drive an old truck and see your banker where notes overdue, and, and you get in there and he won't renew it. And you go back home, and lo and behold, your house burned down, and your wife done run off with a drummer. I said, You better know how to fight. So I don't know whether that explains it or not, but get up and come back and come back. Mind you, we're going to be doing something in the coming days. Now, Bet You, which is our good friends over right there, uh, with now they're a little bit of dog fans, but uh, you know, just just kind of aggravating them from time to time. I wonder what they think about Caden Labor. We're going to have to get those guys on, uh, but I will tell you that uh, we are going to be giving away a lot of things here in the coming days with Bet You. Ing starts this coming Friday between now and then. Everybody that downloads the BetU app, you sign up, you're going to be eligible to win this $1,000. Now, they're uh, going to – we're going to do it next Friday. Now, if you're thinking about this weekend, you say, hold on, if I can bet up and I can find a way. So we're going to give an introduction to all these Alabama fans. BetU has stepped up to give away some cash and some Alabama-Georgia tickets. Uh, BetU is the only legal app in the Alabama, completely secure. You'll find it right there. It's the only betting app based on social media where you can connect, compete, start betting with your friends for free. Uh, So if you bet your friend 20 bucks, there is no juice. Bet you, just the letter U. I know they were a big part of our Rose Bowl coverage out in Pasadena or in L.A. They're on Radio Row, and uh, you can find it, Bet You, for your iPhones. Bet You in the App Store. Download it. We're going to be giving away, that's right, $1,000. Noah, $1,000. And Noah Haynes, you are ineligible. No. Ryan, you're ineligible. Oh, well, that's fine. Anybody else that's out there, uh, you are eligible. No and I are not. And we'll select uh, that winner uh, this coming Friday. Not today, but one week to, de- to next week on a Brian Hard Construction SEC. I was about to say SEC Parlay Picks, but it's a free-for-all Friday presented by Brian Hard Construction. And go see our friends at BetU. One winner will win $1,000. It'll be a nice little payday. On a Friday afternoon. Let's continue. Let's go more phone calls. Jay, Athens. Jay, good afternoon. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, Ryan. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I've just I've enjoyed this show. It's uh, man, I have too. I just have learning too. a lot about Coach Paul Bear Bryant, and uh, and, and and Ryan, you know, I was born in '69, so it's, to me, I feel like I got the better of both worlds. You know, I got both of. And You're playing with it, house money, Jay. You're playing with house I money. I mean, I know. And 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 Ryan, when I was at school and I got the news, I was 12 years old. And um, you know, it it, it just it just floored us all. You know that it happened. Well, 
My oldest son, he'll be 12 in June. And when he got the news that Coach Saban was retiring, and it, it, his, the look on his face was almost like the look I had when Coach Bryant passed away because it, it, it almost, you know, it, it, it was like a punch in the gut to him as well. And because he never, he never, he never saw those, uh, DuBose years, those Mike Shula years, those Mike Price days. You know, and, and he, all he saw is Alabama, you know, win championships, which I did with Coach Bryant and what we had to go through after that. But, uh, just, you know, even this year after the Texas game, he, he squalled his eyes out. I mean, you know, he, He's not used to, which I know we're spoiled, but he's not used to us losing. But, you know, I told him, I said, you know, things will get better. I said, we're going to figure this out. And then once we got, you know, right there close to the national championship game, you know, it, 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 he got a little, he got tore up again, you know, losing to Michigan. But just to, you know, see him go through that, where I went through it when I was his age, it, it's just, you know, brought back a lot of memories and, you know, when I got to go Legion Field several times on my dad and just to see him lean up against that goalpost, knowing, you know, it, people were there for a football game, but people was also there just to see him and iconic he was and, and, and just a great man. And it was like a, a religion around our house, Brian, every Sunday to turn on WAY Channel 31 at 4 o'clock. Sure. Knowing the Coach Bright show was on. And, uh, you know, we made sure everybody was hushing the living room because we wanted to watch those highlights because, you know, back then we wasn't on TV like we are now. And that's how, and all we had was John Forney, you know, and Doug Layton, you know, telling us, you know, describing the game. And, and then on Sundays, we got to see the highlights of that game. And, and what I love was when Coach Bryant would, you know, somebody make a good play, bingo, you know, or he didn't used to, some of the players that played well in that week, you know, at the end, end of the show. The team and Charlie Thornton, you know, eating and chips and drinking those Cokes is just it's something that I'll never forget to the day I die. Great, great stuff. Jay, anything else, man? And, you know, Ryan, too, you know, I've been to Elmwood Cemetery. You would think there was a big, you know, like, mausoleum or whatever. It's just it's a, just a simple head. marker, yeah. With his name and Mary Harmon's name, you know. Hers is next to him. And people go by once a year or however many times, they'll put a pom-pom there, a shaker there, put a bottle of Coke, put a bag of Golden Flake chips there. Just because he had so much, he had, he, he touched us so much. And, you know, these old schools don't realize, it. you know, they make fun of us because, you know, we're so, we have those expectations. It's because of him that he instilled those expectations into us fans. And now with Coach Saban, when he came along, it's almost the same way. He did the same thing. And when he retired, you know, it, like I said, it it, it kind of punched gut me. But what we got now, Ryan, I think it's going to be special. And I, and Lord, Lord help. I hope I'm here long enough to see this man win multiple national championships with us with the university because he, I think it's going to be special, especially with the kids that he gets. I agree with and, you. Uh, I agree but with Ryan, you. But, Ryan, I appreciate you, Ryan, taking my call. And I appreciate you. A, Thank you, Jay, for Look, calling in. Have a, blessed week, have a blessed weekend. Get you some rabbits, and we'll talk to you soon. You want to go rabbit hunting, Jay? <laughs> well, 
Well, Ryan, I couldn't shoot a uh, team. I mean, we'll feed you good. We'll feed you good. I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, the football topic will be – and see, I can't say who all will be there, but you guys are all turning this down. Y'all don't know who's going to be there. I know Cedric will be there. You said it. I didn't. (laughs) But, no, for me, Ryan, what I do – Cedric always makes it. Yes, Cedric will be there. Cedric is is the chairman and 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 let me tell you, my understanding is old Sad's going to be cooking tomorrow. So uh, let me tell you, I'd put him up against anybody in the city of Tuscaloosa, maybe the state of Alabama. He can flat out cook. He can absolutely. Out. Yes. I would take you up on the offer, Ryan, but what I do here locally, we, me and some guys do a local uh, radio show our local high school sports. We interview all the coaches for, you know, the season like baseball, basketball, football. And then tomorrow afternoon, our Limestone County uh, basketball tournament is going on at East Limestone High School. Me and the other guy, we, uh, I, I'm the play-by-play guy. I do it by myself and my producer. And we stream it. We have an app that we stream the games through. So I do the boys and the girls and the boys final tomorrow afternoon. So uh, that's what I, that's what I do. That's what I love. And, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's just something that, you know, giving back to my county and my schools is, is, is something I, you know, I hold dearly. There we go. Ryan, yeah, anyway, sure, you absolutely. Have a great Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Right, Thank you, Jay. Right, we appreciate that. Uh, Noah's going to take the uh, free offer up. I mean, here I am trying to give away a rabbit hunt. I can't convince anybody to go rabbit hunting with me. That's okay. That's okay. I, I'm okay. I mean, I've offered it to half a dozen people. They all talk to, and Noah, you, you know what? You know what? They'll say Monday. No. Why, did, why didn't you invite me? Well, I'm I'm inviting you, Ricky. Good afternoon, Ricky. You're in the game. You want to go rabbit hunting? Ryan, I wish I could, buddy. Okay. I mean, okay. I really wish I could. Okay. It sounds like y'all gonna have a good time, but I'm uh, I've got to work tomorrow myself. Okay. Well, well you can call in sick, there. Ricky. I will. will I mean, I got, we got a doctor down there. He can give you an excuse if you need that. I can help you well, out. I might I might need more than a doctor after I go rabbit hunting with you guys. I might need an athletic trainer. Sometimes they're they're there too. Uh, you never know. I hear you. Look, we, I just wanted to share something today sure. with you. I've, I've been listening to all these folks, you know, talk about Coach Bright and everything. And and I remember growing up. Actually, um, where I'm from down here in South Alabama, I live in a little place called Uri, Alabama, but it's about 20 miles north of a little place right here on the uh, coast, Atmore, and. Uh, and everybody knows where Atmore is because that's where the prisons are. But um, but anyway, back in the day, um, the uh, Scambia County High School, the the Blue Devils there, the Atmore Blue Devils, won a state championship down here. And uh, I, growing up, some of my heroes that that ended up going and playing football at the University of Alabama for Coach Bryant, one was. Uh, a guy by the name of Blue Eichner, and uh, he, he had a punt uh, return that, that set up a touchdown in, in a big game in the Sugar Bowl that Alabama played in. And everybody has probably seen the video of uh, of Don McNeil making the tackle at the goal line that kept uh, Penn State out of the end zone. Uh, Don McNeil was number 28, and he was a quarterback for the um, – University of Alabama, and, and he played here uh, at Escambia County High School in Atmore. And there was another guy, I remember we were playing, 
I was a younger guy then. We were playing peewee football, and we jumped on a bus and rode all the way to Tuscaloosa to watch the, the high school all-star game that was played at Bryant-Denny Stadium up there uh, in, in Tuscaloosa. And we watched a guy that Alabama had signed that was from Atmore as well. His name was Sparrow Montgomery. And uh, he was a big lineman, and Sparrow was a giant. He was like six foot seven. He was, I mean, he was probably one of the biggest linemen at the time that Alabama had actually ever signed. He was just a huge man. And, uh, and, and so he had signed to play football at Alabama. And, and uh, those are just some of the things that I remember. And, you know, some of your other callers have mentioned, I can remember being a, a, a young guy loving Alabama football, and you didn't get the games every week. You had to listen to them on the radio. And I would sit in uh, my dad's old 74 long wheelbase stepside pickup truck that was lime green. We called it the Frog. And I'd sit in the Frog on an AM radio and uh, and, and listen to Alabama football to John Forney and Doug Layton and everybody uh, describe Alabama football. And that's the way we got it. And then on Sunday, of course, like the guys had mentioned, there wasn't nothing like if you wanted to see the highlights, that's where you went. Hey, Ricky, those were great stories, and uh, appreciate you bringing up Don McNeil. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Uh, we we talk a little bit via text message, but uh, I love his book, too. Uh, I think it's, what's it called? It's called From the Hayfields or From the Fields of Escambia or from the, I'm, I'll have to go look it up, but, it, but it's from the fields to and he, he talked about his life uh right but he, you know don's a pastor and when we're down in south florida i've been to church with him a couple times and uh yeah don don's a good guy you know i know he's got he's got some ongoing health he does he, he has he has ms yeah because we're we're friends on facebook and uh and, and so you know i'll hit him up and and, and he loves Alabama, like man. Most of his, yeah, he does. He, and, and, I mean, he was a hero. I mean, he was a hero of ours here. You know, those growing up here in Atmore, Lou Eichner, Don McNeil, Farrah Montgomery, there was another guy on the team. His name was Danny McMillan. All, all these guys won a state championship down here in 1974. And, uh, and, and those guys, when we were in elementary school, when I, in 74, when they won the state championship, I was a sixth grader, and uh, and those are the guys that I mean they were like our heroes sure. then because they were getting out of Atmore and they were getting somewhere big time and that was in Tuscaloosa playing for the University of Alabama. Sure, says so from the fields of rural Alabama to the pro football field of the Miami Dolphins, also about the University of Alabama. But Don McNeil is uh, just an amazing. A uh, high spirit guy, and 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 no doubt, I, I did ask Dwight Stevenson. We had him on a couple of months ago, and ask him to give us an update. But we need to reach back out and get Don on. Hey, Ricky, I got to get to this break, man. Thank you as always for being a part of our show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let me remind you, it is Southern Owl House, fifteen thirty McFarland Boulevard, fifteen thirty McFarland Boulevard. The grilled steak medallions, smoked pork chop, blackened redfish, twice baked potatoes. That is the vegetable of the day. Uh, those are the dinner specials, but they've got more than just that. I mean, whether it's the bacon-wrapped meatloaf, the biscuit sandwiches, the fish and taters, uh, the great sandwiches, the great salads. If you're thinking about dinner tomorrow, Cajun shrimp alfredo, grilled steak medallion, smoked pork chop, blackened redfish also on the menu. 
tomorrow and uh, bacon ranch scallop potatoes. Brett Garner always cooking up some great things. Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Monday through Saturday, lunch and dinner options. We roll on. We'll take the final couple of calls right here on the game. T-Town Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've got ourselves a situation on Veterans Memorial Parkway, both north and southbound lanes between Eastwood Avenue and Kicker Road. Actually, this is specifically at 16th Avenue. You do want to watch for this accident. It's knocking out a lane. We're definitely still slow on McFarland Boulevard in both directions, north and southbound, between Veterans uh, Veterans Memorial Parkway and University Boulevard. With your Tuscaloosa the traffic now. I'm Tammy Thomas. Towns and Nissan. Over 60 years of serving Tuscaloosa and West Alabama. When you talk about the friendly staff at Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets, 1010 Queen City Avenue. When you look at the fall floral arrangements, maybe you're trying to lift someone's spirits a little bit under the weather, celebrating a birthday or special occasion. It's Pat's Florist, 205-345-5093. Anniversary, birthday, get well, love, romance. Make someone smile today. Pat's Florist and Gourmet Baskets. On the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Monday. We'll look back at the Alabama LSU game. We'll also talk with Doug Bell in the second hour and get his thoughts on Nick Dunlap and his professional career starting at Pebble Beach this weekend. Inside the Locker Room, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. The longest-running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. After you've done uh, your recruiting, uh, your selecting, getting those people here on the campus... Uh, what do you tell them in the first few days of practice? The first thing that, that I want them to know is that we're honest. That they count on us being honest. They count on us being fair. Now, I've heard coaches say, well, I treat everybody like. Well, I don't treat everybody like. Everybody has a different personality, but I treat everyone fairly. I want them to know we care, and I do care. You've got to win their confidence. They've got to have some confidence in when they trust or you're not going to be able to motivate them to do anything else. And back to that care business, uh, used to, uh, I didn't ever tell them. I tell them now, if I can't love you, pat you, and brag on you, I don't want you. All right, we're going to continue here in the final couple of minutes. Corey in Trustville. Corey, about two minutes. Let it rip. Go. Hey, Ryan, how you doing this afternoon? Man, I'm good, good, good. I hope you are, too. You know, you forgot to add. Well, I know you didn't. You didn't mean to do this, but I, you, there's a credential that's kind of unique here. Okay. Alabama has the most ten win seasons. They in do. Forty three. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If that's the credential you might want to add. Yeah, or not, I, I did it yesterday, but I forgot it today. It's. I mean, there's just a ton. Yeah. I mean, I know we don't strive for ten win seasons, but if you're looking at double digits, no, it's seasons, something that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. You know, I was born in 1995. So I didn't see Bear Bryant, but I do respect and sure. and and know what he meant to Alabama. And we could go on and on about the the credentials and everything, but he 
in my opinion, well, I guess you could say restarted the Alabama program from when Wallace Wade and Frank Thomas came, and there was a, a lull there in the 40s and 50s. So he kind of restarted and, and kind of upgraded Alabama to what it was back then. And you, I don't know. There are so many great moments, but yeah. I would, in my opinion, in my opinion, I think 315 is the best. Because at that time, anytime you can get the the, sure. the, um, the, 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 the win against your rival, there's nothing best. The, the all-time wins against your your your, your rival, that, that to me is like a, a dagger in the heart. Would you? Absolutely, Corey. Thank you so much, man. Great phone call. Let's go to Ellis, Manchester, Tennessee. Ellis, you got the final two minutes. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get to anybody else. Roll Tide there, Ryan Fowler. Roll Tide. Uh, I can't remember what I was doing when he passed away, but uh, I know it was a sad, sad day. You know, I've got uh, I've got a Daily Mountain Eagle from Jasper, Alabama, and I've got a Birmingham News uh, paper, a whole newspaper that's got all the articles and saying about his uh, passing. It's uh, um, I've got one of those myself. Uh, someone gave it to me. Uh, they gifted to me uh, back in the summer. I don't know days. how I got this, but it's, it's the newspaper's done turned brown. It's got so old. But like everybody else, it was always exciting to hurry up and get home from church and get changed and sit down and turn the TV on and watch the show, the Bear Bryant show on TV. Hey, I got to run, Ellis. Thank you so much. Roll Tide, Ryan Fowler. We remind you that we call this program the game, and the only way to win the big game, the game of life, is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town. See you Monday at 2. Roll Tide. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to The Game with Ryan Fowler. Powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.